0: Well, good for you, Marty. I was gonna let it go with that. You was looking so happy just now. I was thinking, mmm, God. But to tell you the truth, I'm glad you figured it out because I have been dying to tell you. I just didn't know who you want to hear it from, you know? Alex or Davis. Or Davis or Alex. Well, I'll let you on a little secret. A sort of a listener podcast type of secret. You know what I mean? It don't matter who you hear it from. It's the same story. And that story here is today, movies where the bad guys win, here, on Through the Lens. So buckle up and get ready to deride, ridicule, and hate these endings. But first, you'll have to
1: deride, ridicule, and hate something else first, the news. You really just, that, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's important to, I think it's important to, we need an applause sound effect, by the way. Um, it is important to set the scene for that incredible intro and the fact that Davis got here roughly 15 minutes ago and said I don't have an intro we'll just do it off the dome and then he came in here and wrote that up in about so two that, minutes so the thing is
0: that's just the ending monologue from Primal Fear indeed it is Yeah, I, I just copy and pasted it, it. so
1: <laughs> the, for the first like sentence I was like he's doing an accent I'm like okay the movie's we watched who has the accent and then I was, then you said anu- like the second line when you said Marty or whatever and I was like oh, oh that's who it is that was actually the Oh my bad. Well, you how know was my? How
0: did my accent sound?
1: That's pretty good. So here's the thing: <laughs>
0: I'm from Mobile, so like that's just in me. That's just it's just it's just like I just I just flipped my switch to do my country. Like I could talk like this all the time. He is from Grand Bay, Alabama. Like I'm from Grand Bay. I mean... I'm. I'm really turning up right now. But like when I used to be able to just talk like this
1: all the time. It's funny when my dad will go into a southern accent whenever he's like meets other southern people. Like he meets like I remember he got pulled over on the Dolphin Island Bridge and the cop had a release really Southern accent. He's like sorry sir, won't might- <laughs> happen again. And I'm like what, the- Dad? My 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 father from Indiana is out here with this nonsense. I don't even know I don't even know what's it's going code on. Code switching. Hey man, hey man. <laughs> but this is through the lens as Davis so perfectly put it in that in that intro. Man, what 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 a good one. Submit that one for IBS. Oh, report. we're submitting I mean, I, our our IBS 30 minute package is going to be intro after intro after intro over and over again. Which ones are you putting? Which wasn't um, would have
0: been our best intros. I for, I'm gonna be honest with you.
1: After I do them, they leave my brain so, as do most things. So I really liked that one. I some of them do. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember all the because we have been off for a week, so it's all yeah. my, my whole schedule is kind of up in the air. That one was pretty. The oceans good. one. The oceans one was good. I, liked that, I like that. Except I've had better ones. I botched it. Let me let me look at the schedule at the previous episodes right now because that'll jog my memory real, real quick. Hey, we got time. There's nobody coming after us. The students are closed in an hour anyway. We're we going well. we to be locked in. We're going to have to bunk together in Oh, here. Lord. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Whatever. Please. please. Um. All right. Here I am looking. Oh, we're, Davis, we are one download away, one listen away from 1,400. There you go. Woo-woo-woo. The National Treasure one was pretty good. That was, was funny. Who
0: was Jack doing the accent? Uh, <laughs>
1: no, no, no. Because he came in later to do it. Remember? Alex. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no Nicholas Cage oh, is here. I'm
0: sorry. Nicholas we, Cage was we've here. We've got
1: to steal the declaration.
0: Alex. <laughs> we've got to steal the declaration. I think if I'm just imitating Jack doing the imitation, I can kind of get an okay Nick Cage.
1: The JFK one, I thought, uh, that's when I did it myself. And I, I was pretty proud of that one. I don't remember that one. Because no, because I did it because you didn't have one. So I was like, now we're going to go back and to the left. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. Yeah, I remember that. I also, your your MCU one was pretty good. I don't remember that one. Everything Ever All Once, of course, was your magnum opus. One could say, I did, I did. as you phonetically I spelled Mandarin
0: on on your Google Doc. I don't want to, don't, don't submit that one, because what if someone
1: on the committee like actually I'm not speaks... going to, but I, I'm going to submit, honestly, this intro was pretty good. So okay. we'll, we'll do, do that one and then book into some other stuff. But as David said, this is through the lens. First and foremost, though, before we get to some trivia, we got we got some or we get to some news. We've got some trivia from last two weeks ago. Maddie didn't know the answer. What movie was Sigourney Weavers? Sigourney Weavers, big break, alien. An easy one. Alien's something we possibly will be doing. We will be this doing month? that. Really? Oh
0: Alien's one of my favorites. Oh, re- I didn't know this. I've almost Somehow. had a bad word. Whoa, I uh-oh, uh-oh. love Alien.
1: All right, awesome. Well, let's go ahead and do it. We'll we'll certainly be doing that either during spooky season or maybe you know a little bit afterward. We'll We're look gonna, into it. We'll fit it all together. We've got some really exciting ones coming up, including the MCU Phase 2 episode next week. Now, I know what you're going to say, ladies and gentlemen, but this is spooky season here at Through the Lens, where we only it do scary spooky movies. spooky how bad those <laughs> movies get. <laughs> I you was going to say that. <laughs> Lord. We're on the same wavelength.
0: Actually, we actually wrote out a script for this entire episode. The, yeah, we though,
1: actually maybe. have roughly 10 pages of just lines of dialogue after the other. We're doing that one. We're going to do The Mummy. So excited to do that one. Going to be a lot of fun. Then maybe Alien, the Jordan Peele trilogy. I'm so excited for that one. But anyway, a very exciting month and a lot of exciting movies to discuss. And a have lot you of seen exciting Nope yet? I'm not. I need to. It's on streaming soon, though, so I'll, I'll, we'll, have, we'll have a chance to see it. But man, oh man, Davis. Talk about things that are scary, and there's nothing scarier than the trailer that just released before the show today. The first trailer for the Super Mario Bros. <laughs> movie starring it's Chris- It's a me! <clears throat> Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> that was going to happen in the movie. Uh, did you watch it, though? No, I watched it.
0: His voice, it's like, it's just Chris Pratt, and he's kind of doing a-
1: it's like it, it's so just Chris Pratt. The thing is, is that same Chris, with Jack.
0: It's literally just Jack Black.
1: But I'm fine with that because Jack Black. I think Jack Black's a good voice actor because he, he has he has some He's bravado fine. to it. Yeah. It. No, I mean. But I mean, it just
0: sounds like Jack Black. Just yeah. get the just get the guy that plays Parthenax and Mario to be Mario again. He plays Parthenax, dude. You know that?
1: He's From so Sky good. Row. Yeah. He's so good.
0: Wow. I, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna look up a Parthenax line and do a Parthenax voice.
1: <laughs> so just give me a second. Okay. <laughs> We're just gonna retitle this episode "The Voices." Could be. Who, the sca- turns out the scariest villain of all was Davis's bag of impressions.
0: I, I'm not even like I will never claim that I have. Davis, good impressions. I'm
1: gonna submit you for the IBS Award for Best Personality and just do all of your impressions. Is well, the thing is, for Parthenax, he, does he? He's just like to be born good, yeah, or to overcome your
0: evil. Because he's Max von Sydow, right? No, no, Max von Sydow he's is the guy that does. Is the guy that does, uh, Optimus Prime. I think oh, Peter also- Cullen? No, that's the guy. The- so the guy who voices Bowser is Charles Martinet, who also he does Mario. Oh, he does Mario. Yes, if wow. you can believe that, he does Wow, the Good for him.
1: Yeah. He wow. uh,
0: yeah he does a lot. He's in Anastasia apparently. If you've ever seen that, I've not. I've
1: not, but I've heard all the good things as always. He's in with most movies we seem to be bringing up. <laughs> Taylor just looked at his computer and had to double take. World?
0: He's in some shorts called Luigi Meets a Combine Soldier. <laughs> what? From like this year. I don't know what this is. I don't is. really know what that is at all. How'd they get him? Uh, <laughs>
1: that's a great question.
0: That This is like a fan-made... Combine... This is the guy from... uh, Whatever. No, let's move on. Davis, I'm sorry. that reminds got-
1: me of something that I'm going to have to have in the what, what Are We Watching tab later on. Hold on. Let me go add this. But you, you saw the Mario trailer... Try because we can't play the audio on there. Try and describe in detail what that voice sounds like. Because I had an idea, but I'm curious. Well, what you so would the say. first
0: thing I noticed was it had the little penguins that are in Mario 64, as like that you see them. You see the Koopas, whatever. You see the penguins, and it's doing the little trope where it's like, oh, this small character actually has a deep voice, one that you didn't expect from it. And then it goes, Which is "Do not- you yield?" After throwing the snowballs at, and he goes, "I do not." And then and then mario's like <laughs> where am i
1: except, except okay so, it's just chris Pratt's voice so, i can do it so you know chris. when i when i heard it 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 made me think of you know you know that meme where it's like if food is very poorly seasoned it tastes like the seasoning is yelling across the room or whatever you know, yeah, you're no, ever, you could have just said that, not, and you not
0: started with, uh, you know the meme?
1: No, like, no, like... For a
0: future reference, just say that line.
1: Okay, apologies. And then you like, but there's, yeah, I got it from a There's meme the thing, thing where, like, uh, there's something is so lacking in flavor, it's like someone's just yelling yeah, the yeah. word lemon rather than... So it sounds like Chris Pratt's just, like, he's attempting to do a Mario voice while also still trying to sound like Chris Pratt, because, like, he's clearly doing a voice, because he's trying, sort of. He but said it's, so, it's going to blow our mind. It's so hit a terrible, and I just don't understand because this is again what we talked about. Voice actors are voice actors for a reason, and you got Chris Prax. He's a huge name. Again, this movie also has Anya Taylor Joy, Charlie Day, Jack Black, and Seth Rogen hitting theaters and April twenty three. Toad, who you did see, and Keegle or Keegan, Keegan Michael Key. Key. Sorry, sorry, Keegan Michael Key. He's pretty. He's been a pretty good voice actor, but again, he, was in, he Pratt, was in the Chip and Dale movie. He pre- went,
0: "You guys, cops." <laughs> That's a good. That was actually a good movie. Who's <laughs> the cheese I
1: heard. Oh my lord! You guys, cops. We are gonna be here a while. I heard about that, Davis. Good. And I mean, he's pretty good, but with Chris Pratt, it's just Chris Pratt. Like, yeah, I mean, there's I just don't not a lot of Chris depth to his voice. voice actor. There's just not a lot. It's not like Tim Allen or even Tom Hanks from Toy Story. They were pretty great. Did Toy Story start the trend of just getting regular actors? to Well, be no, voice because actors? because that, that was the point of why Toy Story worked so well is because. Tim Allen one was not a very popular or very famous actor, and I think he did a great Uh job. I mean, he was in Home Improvement. Oh well, yeah, but that was I think it was after Toy
0: Story. But I mean, Home Improvement was in the '90s. Oh my bad. Uh That's the sound he made in it. Oh lord,
1: (laughs) I'm I'm not even. So I mean, uh, outside Davis. Sorry, stop with that. Okay, so it's Tom Hanks and Tim Allen, but then it's Don Rickles, Jim Varney, Wallace Shawn, John Ratzenberger, Annie Potts, John Morris. Not exactly, you know. Total powerhouses compared to Inside Outs. Or do you want to know what Inside Outs uh, cast was? It's uh, Amy Poehler, um, I don't even remember. Amy Poehler, Mindy Kaling, Phyllis Smith, yeah. Richard Kind, Meg Ryan, apparently. going. Let me go down the list right here. So you've got all those in it. Then you've also got Bill Hader. Lewis Black is probably the most voice actor of anybody in that. Diane Lane, Kyle MacLachlan. Like it's just There's that's Kyle just MacLachlan in it. Uh he's the dad apparently really? and Diane Lane's the mom. But like that that's Kyle a great McLaughlin example in the Bad Dune movie. Don't
0: the Very it. Bad Dune very movie. Bad, Shout
1: yeah. out the Dune episode uh with Josh Wilber at the guest on that one. I agree with you, though, Davis. Like why it's just it's awful. But yeah, if you haven't seen this trailer, go ahead and watch it maybe kind of if you if you want to be upset about... This movie's probably sure not going to be that good. No, it's but. not. It wasn't going to be that good anyway. But speaking of a good movie, Davis... Blue's Clues. No. The Knives Out sequel, Glass Onion, will be in 600 theaters across the U.S. for one limited week run starting on Thanksgiving. So, I guess Netflix wants to make some more money. It probably won't come here. Now, nah, well, the Columbus Theater seems to get a lot of... I don't feel like going to Columbus. I don't either, but... Six, so, 600 theaters, let's assume it's... 50
0: states. How many is that, like...
1: Is that- That's like 10 per state, technically, but it's not going to be 10 per state because they're going to put like three in New York, three in Los Angeles. I feel like I bet Birmingham will get one,
0: or Huntsville at least. Atlanta will probably get two. Yeah. Either way, though, it's going to be
1: on Netflix. Just wait around until yeah. it like, gets on Netflix. I'd I mean, like to really see it cares? in theaters. I would too, but.
0: I like seeing things in theaters. Maybe we'll
1: have to make that check might... out to Columbus if What's it's coming there. out
0: soon. Oh, that Amsterdam movie comes out
1: Apparently tomorrow. it's terrible. Well, I know, I heard. That's why I want to see it. <laughs> just to experience <laughs> yeah, the, ba- to the bad, bad movie. Fair enough, fair enough. Speaking of Amsterdam, actually, Davis, this is a perfect transition. In an interview with GQ, Christian Bale says that he's lost out on at least five roles to Leonardo DiCaprio, including Titanic. Bale had this to say. Literally, he gets to choose everything he does, and good for him. He's phenomenal. Any role that anybody gets, You, it's you gotta only... say it in a
0: Cockney accent.
1: I can't do that. <laughs> I think it's any role he wants. I, I'm not going to do it either. I can't do it. I'll just do it in the Christian Bale American accent that he used for Batman. You, you could do the American Psycho. Hey, Paul! <laughs> <laughs> you like Huey Lewis in the news? Any role that anybody gets, it's only because Leo passed on passed on it beforehand.
0: There you go. Just the yuppie voice.
1: But yeah, um, apparently, I have to return some videotapes. <laughs> okay. He passed. He says that And very candidly, he's been very candid about a few things. He also says he wants to be a stormtrooper and that he's really happy he got to play the Dark Knight because, as he put it, he had a chance to, you know, be Batman forever and everybody would only know him as Batman. That's a pretty cool thing to be known as. I was like, that's cool. Because a lot of people think that stepping down to Batman is like a step down for Christian Bale's career, but he really enjoyed it. And in this case, I mean, Leo's good, but, like, I think Christian Bale's pretty great, too. I'm I'm no expert in this. I'm just surprised to hear that he basically was like, we only ever get roles after Leo says no. He's probably the best actor in Hollywood. Some would say. Some would say, except you say Dana Day the, Lewis,
0: but he were, he retired. That's
1: true. He he's gone gone to you know li- to live a out his place. days. Oh it, my he, lord, he died.
0: That's what Alex <laughs> is making it sound like.
1: No, I'm not. He he
0: went he went up to the reservation. What's it called? What's the thing when your when like the when your parents don't want to tell you that your dog
1: died? <laughs> they went they went to the dog farm. Yes, yeah, so they went upstate. They went upstate. <laughs> State. They went upstate. Well, you know, yeah, he actually got flushed down the toilet and went back uh, to the ocean. Oh, so, no, I don't know, did that happen to you and all your uh, all your fish at Grand Bay? Uh, They maybe. probably just got sent out to the lake behind your house.
0: There's no lake behind my house. Are
1: you, it's in Grand Bay, Davis. Are you sure?
0: There actually is no bay in Grand Bay, if you can believe it. <laughs> that doesn't seem possible. I'm, I'm telling you right now, there's not a, there's not a bay. <laughs> Brilliant.
1: Bill Skarsgård and Lily Rose Depp are set to star in the Robert Eggers. Edgers or Eggers? Eh, Whatever. How do you say it?
0: I'd say Eggers. Eggers. I'd say Eggers.
1: Eggers. In Robert Eggers' Nosferatu film, apparently Anya Taylor-Joy was set to star before Skate from Conflict forced her to leave the production with Lily Rose Depp replacing her and Bill Skarsgård set to play Nosferatu, obviously. I mean, Davis, you've seen The Lighthouse. I haven't seen The Lighthouse. Very good. So, also he did The Northman, right? Yeah.
0: And he did The Witch with Anya Taylor-Joy. Right.
1: Big on Anya Taylor-Joy here's fan, something, apparently.
0: Here's something for you about Nosferatu. Interesting. Obviously, he's in SpongeBob. But <laughs> Nosferatu <laughs> isn't his name. Really? What is his Nosferatu name? Nosferatu is like the Serbian word for vampire. Oh, because he is the original vampire. Dr. Or- Count Orlock is Interesting. Nosferatu's the- the name. Of Interesting.
1: Nosferatu. Speaking of Nosferatu, let's not forget that time Grayson just... Nosferatu. Nosferatu. I mean, the- nah. <laughs> ruined the ruined the trivia question. Nosferatu, who's been flickering the lights? Nosferatu. We need to get that as a sound effect. That's a good one.
0: Mm. Maybe not. I'm the one that I'm the one that approves them. Oh. What would you use that for, Alex? I
1: don't know. Dave it's just to click it. It's funny. I'll think about it. Who's been flickering the lights? W E G. I think well, that, that already. Be- exi-
0: I think that might already exist. Oh. Dang it. That might already be one.
1: <laughs> that might be in the system. We'll have to talk to Jack about that one. A new trailer. Davis even texted me about it, which is a rare sight in today's MCU. Unless you had a thought to say that I cut Uh-oh. you off. Oh. A new trailer for Marvel's Black Panther Wakanda Forever released, starring Angela Bassett, Lapita Nyong'o, Letitia Wright, Tinoco... Where... Martin, Freeman, and more. The film hits theaters on November 11th, and it will follow the nation of Wakanda being pitted against intervening world powers as they mourn the loss of their king, T'Challa. Very curious how they're going to write him out of the film. Obviously, we know that they have to because Chadwick Boseman's tragic passing away, but I'm very curious how they're going to set that up. I, I wonder... We'll see. Will, will despite all the... Um, great, I would say, PR done by Ryan Coogler and all of the department as to why they didn't recast the character because a lot of fans have claimed they wanted T'Challa to be recasted. Do we have faith that the MCU will not CGI Chadwick Boseman into the movie? Do you? Mm. I'm a little wary, Davis. I'm not going to lie.
0: I can't I can't say that I know.
1: After after the the quote-unquote um, so-gay PR campaign by Thor Love and Thunder that kind of fell flat, not really having faith in the marketing team at, at, over at Marvel Studios, but Davis, you saw this trailer, you liked it a lot. Even texted me about it. Yeah, I
0: thought it was a good trailer. I mean, Namor looks awesome. I think this is one of the best upgrades for like costume design in mar- in just comic book movie because Namor, have you ever seen, look up what Namor originally? looked like. He just
1: like. wore like it almost looked like a
0: black leotard, basically. Well, he just he didn't wear a shirt. Namor was a before. Um, Aquaman, if you didn't know, he was the only a original... few years before actually. Still, but he he was Namor the Submariner, and he was kind of a v- villain, maybe. He was in like Tales to Astonish or something. I don't really know much about yeah. Namor. The fit, the fits like it's, it, he looks good, but like what he looks like for this, I think the direction they're taking it with him being like kind of like uh, 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 Central American inspired. Love it. it even looks like, awesome. even
1: like even like somewhat. Yeah, I would say it is very well, like Central Mayan American, Aztec, whichever one you want to Go for. I think um, it looks phenomenal. Islanders aste- aesthetic. I agree.
0: And I and. Uh, the one director in Marvel that I actually just like outside of Marvel, Ryan Coogler, like, I love the Creed movies. Fruitvale Station is heartbreaking, one of my favorite movies. Uh, I think he can make good movies, so I, I trust Ryan Coogler in this. Black Panther's pretty good. CGI has issues. It's still a Marvel movie, but first Black Panther, I give it a thumbs up. I give it a thumbs up as well. I mean, like, yeah, I mean like there's things that aren't great about it, but like just just the cultural impact it had alone. That's I think fair. you gotta give it a thumbs up.
1: That that that's a very fair point. And again, I thought this trailer looked really- And Creed really, Three is
0: gonna be awesome. Really good. That
1: yeah. Creed three has Jonathan Majors.
0: Oh yeah. And soon to be King Michael the Conqueror. Conqueror. Yep. Well he
1: already is King the Conqueror, sort of, basically kind of.
0: And uh if you didn't know, uh Ryan Coogler helped produce Judas and the Black Messiah. Really? Yeah, good movie. I, I think I'm every watching that soon.
1: It's a crazy movie. Great Man. movie. I do have a book about Fred Hampton that I'm going to read soon. Ooh, that's exciting. Well, I wish you good luck in reading that book, Davis. Oh,
0: actually, while we're on the topic, I just want to give a big shout-out to the Jules Collins Art Museum. I went there earlier today, and they have a new exhibit. It's uh, the Kinsey family exhibit that kind of focuses on black history. They had, like, a Zora Neale Hurston letter, a Mike Malcolm X letter. They had, like, like original documents. Uh, they had the original green book. Like the like as in the like movie the Green Book, yeah. Wow, like it was it's awesome. I recommend y'all sh- go check it out. That museum's it's, awesome. If you're a student, it's free. New exhibit. It's they also have another exhibit. Uh, his name was like Ramel Ross. Gorgeous photography, great uh, storytelling in it. I I really enjoyed it.
1: That museum's a very underrated part of Auburn's campus. I'm, I'm, I, w- I wish it was closer to campus, but I understand space. Did you know
0: they originally back in the day when they built it? so Auburn history for you. They're going to build it on the Arboretum where the Arboretum is. Ah, well, I'm and glad they, they didn't a take lot that of down. Protests.
1: Yeah, I like the Arboretum. It's cool.
0: Well, yeah, because they were like, "This is a natural. This is like a natural area. You should not." And they were like, "Okay, that's par- fine. that's part of
1: Auburn's whole thing." Honestly. Like big
0: protest over it. it's what our teacher told us.
1: Interesting. Well, it's still a really awesome. You museum. should go check it
0: out, Alex. It's Really cool. I'll, not the I'll just, I'll just the stop museum. by. Yeah,
1: I, I went twice for my art history uh, class back in freshman. This was year. this has been my favorite exhibit I've seen so far. Well, definitely, it was phenomenal. I'll definitely have to go check that out. It was Excellent. it was
0: like part art. It was like set up like an art exhibit, but it was like history. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know awesome. what you mean. Very cool. cool.
1: I'll have to go check. They also out. had a
0: ton of, um, sorry, to get. No, so okay. They had a ton of um, magazines from like the 1910s from the NAACP that were edited by W. B. Du Bois, which were very cool to look wow. at. Wow, a lot of cool stuff.
1: Awesome. Very, very cool. Our history lesson, very by cool. Davis Carroll. I really enjoyed it. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, moving on to another uh, Marvel news and an actor that Davis really, really likes. Marvel's Blade film starring powerhouse Mahershala Ali is being completely rewritten. The Apparently news, he's
0: really unhappy about I how it's going. Imagine, what I've heard. Or I can't imagine. All right,
1: yeah, I can't imagine why not. Because honestly, Mahershala Ali's career—one very good actor, Phenomenal pretty successful. Actor. He hasn't been on a lot of very turbulent productions, and the MCU is notorious for its well. A lot of, lot of hands trying to stir the pot at the MCU at this current point.
0: From what I heard about the original script is that it was like nothing and then just two lackluster fight scenes. Ugh. And, and like he he was mad about the production yeah. and all that. Mahasha is in Green Book. We were just mentioning that. Indeed he was. I think he's better in Moonlight. I haven't seen Green Book. I don't plan to ever watch Green Book.
1: No nah, not many people did plan to watch it, but it's still one Best Picture, so uh, I'm not gonna watch it. The news comes days after it was announced the director Bassam Tariq is leaving the project. Filming was set to begin in November.
0: And it's also supposed to be set in like nineteen ten, I think. And
1: this this is a big problem for for Marvel because Blade, while not being the most popular character, is one of the first Blade's pretty I guess not. But like, since Marvel no, still had the rights to it, I was it. getting there. I mean,
0: he's well, one of the he, he was one, he
1: was one of the first super Maybe not solo now. films, like.
0: Two thousand, Mar- no, Blade was I running was, it. Davis, I was sorry, getting sorry, there, Blade man. Blade was running.
1: It. I've seen the blood. I've seen first Blade movie. That movie's awesome, by it, the way. With the with the the, the blood rave, absolutely it in. madness. One of the greatest opening scenes to any movie I think I've ever seen in my life. It also was has awesome. though that trilogy has one of the craziest CGI moments where they CGI'd his eyes open. Yes, Wesley because, because he didn't want to open them. Yeah, Wesley Snipes. Uh, oh, cr- that was crazy. Well, you know, we're not we going to get it. We can get it. We can do a whole episode on the Blade trilogy and all we the could. madness that happened there, especially the third one, which is. Like Ryan Reynolds is in that one, isn't he? Yeah, and he has, he has, he has frosted beard. tips, and it's terrible. Yeah, He had a weird, like, goatee thing going on back then. But anyway, again, Blade, not one of the more popular characters currently, but he has a huge, huge cult following, and people were very excited about this. They were teasing it for months, it seemed like. Kevin Feige going in and out about confirming it. Then Mahershala Ali was attached to it for a while. He now is going to be Blade. You got to hit it out of the park here I because this I is would- also a big litmus test for a lot of fans that... Not litmus test, but for fans viewing the MCU that don't like it because of its childish, PG, dumbed down nature, Blade can't be PG. That man is impaling people and setting them on fire. Like yes. this He's is a killing big killing vampire. He's also a, part vampire. Exactly. This is a big, okay, like let's see what happens here, how they take it. Like we saw with Morbius, Sony went the sort of PG 13 route and it was I, that's not the reason that movie sucked, but it certainly didn't add anything to it. And this is a big because Blade. He's not really a great guy most of the time. He's just you know waging war against people that he hates. That's that's kind of the main premise of the first film. For what I think, also this this principle of they gotta
0: they gotta they gotta actually do it is with Punisher. I agree. Like they can't they cannot you can't dumb down Punisher. Punisher. I guess you they they. I was gonna say I guess you also did it with Daredevil, but they just did dumb him down for She Hulk. I I heard it was good. I heard it was good. I watched the clip. uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna watch it. I, I'm, I, you know, I'll watch it when we get to that look, episode. Look, I trust
1: Charlie Cox. That's all I'll say about that. I do too.
0: I'll, I'll trust he's him. He's not the one
1: writing it, though. True, but
0: I, I, tr- I trust that he. he From what, what I heard doing. about the Blade movie, though, is that Kevin Feige's been stretched too thin.
1: Yeah, I don't doubt that the guy, because the re- the reason. Look, I'm not gonna lie. Feige's a very intelligent guy. A lot of people do hate on him. The guy knows what he's doing, right? He's, he's not sitting on the mountaintop because he failed upwards. Like, let's be honest with that. He, he started this all with a bunch of B-list characters, and he mopped the floor with everybody. The dude knows what he's doing. However, he also, so I've heard, is kind like one of the rumors going around is the fact that all the scripts at the MCU aren't, that's why they hire basically like ghost writers essentially, because he just writes them all. That's why all their script writers are people that have done like two movies, because it doesn't really matter who's writing the movie because he's writing the movie, you know? Yeah. I don't know how much, how much faith you can put in that. Not, not my place to say I'm not an insider on this nonsense. I wouldn't pretend to know. But the MCU, this upcoming stretch is very, very important, and they're not doing a great job. Thor: Love so. and Thunder, completely uh, flat. I mean, it flattened any momentum they had. At no this Way point. Home was
0: gigantic, but like, was it a good movie?
1: No. Thing is, that's the thing. Is No Way Home was a huge step and a big moment, but was it good? The more I think about it, no, it the wasn't. The trends that it set forth, and like, then Multiverse of Madness. No, eh. I liked it. I at the time I liked it. I had to rewatch and it. And then eventually. Thor: Love and Thunder though kills all of the uh, momentum uh, heading into the summer. Not and now, good. It's just,
0: again— I think it's—I really feel like the TV shows have been a big—one of the big
1: reasons. Well, yeah, because it's just more content that's exhausting people. Yeah,
0: and you, they can't—obviously, the TV shows it's can't— It's like, why, to, it, yes. why do people
1: hate—some people hate TV shows that expand their normal, like, 12-episode run to 22 episodes. It's not like the content itself is so much worse, as much as it is the fact that it is slightly worse, but it's also so much more that has to consume, it tires out the viewer— Why do people sometimes love short movies? Because they're short and fresh, and the energy is there the whole time. It may not be the Godfather, but it can be a fun, enjoyable movie. Or the Bat, what's it called? Good, the Good Guys. No wait,
0: the one with Ryan Gosling. Nice guys. Nice guys. The yeah. good guys. Like like that. That was a short little romp. If it, was, if it was like an hour longer, it might have lost its charm.
1: Exactly. That's the point. And with the MCU, is She-Hulk as bad as everyone says? No, it's not. I'm just gonna, We're going to talk about that later. I got that written down. I don't think it is based on the clips that I've seen, based on what I've heard. However, is it the fact that people are tired and therefore their patience is thinner? I think yes. And I think that's the kind of issue that Marvel is running into. And the problem is they can't really stop. You know, D23 got people hyped, but they announced a billion more projects. We'll see. We'll all see how that unfolds. I'm excited to uh, delve into the MCU in the future and see how all that unfolds. Now, Davis. Yes. Excuse me. Now, Davis. Speaking of a cinematic universe, the first trailer for The Sun starring Hugh Jackman, Vanessa Kirby, and Anthony Hopkins released. Thoughts? According to Lights, Camera, Barstool. It is the prequel to last year's The Father and will hit theaters on November 11th. Now, I don't know if it's an actual prequel. What I do know is that it is written and directed by Florian Zellick Davis, the guy who wrote and directed, or the person who wrote and directed The Father. So do with that information what you will. It is called
0: The Son, to be fair.
1: And it is called The Son. I'm looking it at it now. It could
0: be. I think that's... Maybe it'll, it'll probably be good if it's the same guy, but, like, why do you need to make a prequel?
1: I have no idea, but it's... Yeah, Florian Zeller um, currently finishing up an adaptation of one of his plays titled The Son, because the father was based on oh, one of his plays as well. That. Okay,
0: maybe I'll, I'll, maybe I'll give it a pass then. Just
1: because it's... It's based on a play. Well, yeah, he, he's, do, he's done I this... I forgot play. about that. Whole Apparently, thing. it released at the Venice International Film Festival, and... Did not get great reviews, which makes sense because I didn't hear about it. So you go. until now, do with that information what you will. Great cast, though. Venice Kirby, Hugh Jackman, and Anthony Hopkins. But we'll have to wait and see how that all unfolds. Speaking of Hugh Jackman, though, he's officially returning as the Wolverine in Deadpool 3. Jackman confirmed his return as Wolverine during a video Ryan Reynolds posted to his social media accounts promoting the upcoming Deadpool 3. Davis, a lot of division on this one. What are your thoughts?
0: Uh, I don't care. Really, not a big Deadpool guy. Uh, when I was in middle school, I was, but now I don't like. Deadpool. <laughs> I mean, everybody was a big Deadpool. So
1: everyone is huge Deadpool fan. Deadpool fan. I remember me and George Blankenship on the way up to Auburn to watch Auburn play old Miss in basketball. Watch it in the car, and I remember thinking, "This is the most unfunny movie." I, I mean, like- the movies are fine. I get like
0: they're entertaining in a way, but like overall, like Deadpool shtick doesn't really isn't really that funny to me anymore. I don't feel like it is.
1: It is very haha. Humor. Yeah, look,
0: we're self aware. There's a difference between being like self aware and then being like self aware. There
1: is a dangerous precedent that has been said where anytime someone breaks the fourth wall, it's automatically one of the funniest things ever. And I'm like, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know, though. I'm not an expert on that. I know that's what comic book readers really liked. I know that the Deadpool movies movies made some money. Like movies that are good at being self aware, like a good example for me is the Oceans trilogy. Like
0: the movies are poking fun at themselves and how ridiculous they are. During the movie, like that's the type of self where- But they're not looking at the camera and yeah, like, about it. Yeah, like that's a fourth wall break technically, because it's like, hey, look, we're making fun of the movie within the movie. I'll say the... in a way it is. That's but, like, why I it's like. Good.
1: That's why I like Sharknado and those kind of spoof movies because they're still aware of what they're mocking. They're aware of how stupid they are, but they aren't having like a like in Shield, for example. He looks at the ca- she looks at the camera and goes, "Man, uh, what it- what is she?" What was, the, what was the fourth wall? I can't remember which fourth wall break it was. It was just about like a co- costume the one, one character was wearing. Either way, I it agree that with in you. It does have the that comics, fact. too. No, I, I I agree there's base for it. This doesn't necessarily mean that. I mean, yeah, it doesn't make it funny. funny. <laughs> it doesn't make it funny. Speaking of another trailer, we got a lot. First trailer for The Wonder starring as Florence Pugh released. It is directed by Sebastian Lelio. The film hits Netflix on November 16th. It is. The synopsis reads, A tale of two strangers who transform each other's lives, a psychological thriller, and a story of love pitted against evil. The trailer looked pretty good. I mean, Florence Pugh's just money at this point, isn't she? Seems to be. She's in a lot of stuff, but has she been bad in anything? I don't think so. There is some debate. However, about one of her recent films, Don't Worry Darling, because the Avatar yeah, good in it. the Avatar re-release made more money at the global box office than Don't Worry Darling did in its opening weekend. This is one of two movies, mind you, Warner Brothers Discovery had to release this year because they're allegedly out of money. Let's do with that information, what you will, James Cameron Avatar took up the top spot at the international box office over a decade after its James initial Cameron release. James Cameron
0: summoning Avatar fans out of the blue for the re-release. I-
1: We'll get into an Avatar yeah, debate yeah, another whatever. date, I suppose. When Don't we do worry, our darling. Episode. Have you seen you it? You saw it. I haven't saw, seen it. But I you, have seen it. I saw your rating on Letterboxd. It was not great. I didn't like it. Some people like it, and that's okay. Florence Pugh was
0: really good in it. I mean, she's always good. Harry Styles, not good. <laughs> that was good the question a good actor.
1: Is, how was Harry Styles?
0: Like, like he, he read his lines. He wasn't Tommy Wiseau-esque, but, like, he's not a good actor. Like there were that, multiple, Like, there is- was one scene in, like, where he was in the car and he was going like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he started like beating his hands, going, Ah like, like he just watched like best acting moments and just seeing all like the white guys screaming <laughs> compilation, He's like, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> like that's that's all he did.
1: He he saw he saw the Daniel Day Lewis have abandoned my child scene and thought, Oh, it's that I'm easy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. you saying that is so when so because styles very now hysterically during the Venice. Film festival said the reason I like this movie is because it feels like a movie. And your critique was he read his lines,
0: like yeah, like he 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 performed, but oh he he existed. The, it's so also the other criticism I heard was that uh, Olivia Wilde was trying to make like the feminist version of a Jordan Peele movie, but she didn't. She'd never seen a Jordan Peele movie, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Oh, I, that's I agree good. With
1: that. That's good. Davis, I um, I sorry. I'll say I'll say it later. But what? no, say right no, now. No, no, it, it related to the father, but I'll save it for the what have been watching? Actually. Okay, okay. But that is a hilarious... <laughs> you should watch it. You might, like, it wasn't,
0: like... it. She, cinematography, she, saw, like, she saw
1: people on Twitter talk about Jordan Peele movies and said, I got
0: you. Like, shot composition was magnificent. I'll give him that. Like, cinematography was great. Uh, Chris Pine was really good as well. Like, he was chewing scenery. I love Chris Pine. Yeah, he was cool. He based his performance off of Jordan Peterson Which as well. brought
1: Jordan Peterson to tears because he's inspired. <laughs> he, I don't he he know. He always cries. Whatever. I, <laughs> I don't like that guy. <laughs> I know you don't, Davis. I'm, we're well. I think we are well aware of your dislike. <laughs> but the
0: best scene in the movie was when Harry Styles wasn't there. It was when Chris Pine and Florence Pugh were like going at it.
1: Oh yeah, I heard about that. It's like going the... at it, and
0: like they were like oh.
1: head to head. No, 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 not, oh. like not like
0: that. Not like that. Like they were like like a battle of the minds. Because
1: somebody, saw, I think, uh, Braden, the Eagle Eye station manager, watched and posted three and a half star. Review on Letterboxd, it said that tabletop scene. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> what a-
0: that happened a few times. Uh-oh. Just with Harry Styles, though. Ah, no, no Chris
1: no Pine. No Chris Pine. Boo. <laughs> go watch the movie. Hey, Alex, hey.
0: Alex, it- Alex, Alex, go watch the oh, movie.
1: Oh, okay, 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 okay. Another trailer. The first trailer for A24 is Causeway, starring Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree oh, Henry. Oh, yeah. A24?
0: then. I didn't know it was A24.
1: <laughs> I just want to say the
0: trailer you for that. You are
1: such a shill for that.
0: Yeah, because they actually make good oh, movies. Oh, Mar- Marvel
1: made movie like like not no it's the same thing like oh a twenty four.
0: I said it might be good, but I just I was about to say that trailer
1: did not make it look good because yeah. it did
0: not tell you anything Which, about the
1: movie. Brian Tyree Henry is from Atlanta. My dad's gonna be really excited to see him. It's he's also from theaters. the Eternals, and he's from oh, Bullet yeah. Train. He's gonna he's gonna hitting theaters on Apple TV on November fourth. It's about a U.S. soldier who suffers a traumatic brain injury while fighting in Afghanistan and struggles to adjust to life back home. Well, and, well, like that sounds like it could be a good movie, especially with those actors. Who's directing it? I
0: believe, it, I don't know. But the trailer did not, like, I couldn't, if you show me that trailer and you're like, okay, describe this plot, I would have been like, I, I don't know.
1: The, the, tra- the trailer, honestly, somebody said that it looked like Jennifer Lawrence's worst performance, and I kind of agree because it feels like she saw, oh, I have a t- TBI, which is traumatic brain injury, so I've got to act really stoic, so I'll just, like, stare off in the distance, which is what half of it is. I don't really know, though. We'll, we'll see. The, again, the trailer did not give a lot away. Okay, so the director is, I'm going to try to say this last name, Lilla Nugbauer. Neugebauer? She has directed Room 104, which was a TV show, The Maid, and she also directed an episode of The Sex Lives of College Girls, which my dad has watched, by the way. He's a big fan of that uh, mm. that that TV show. So to do with that information what you will. And then this film, The Causeway. I don't really know. I don't know. It just did not. You're right though, Davis. The trailer gave nothing other than like really emotional. Like there was that scene where she was yelling in the car, and it's like, oh, she she it's did like the Harry yelling. Styles. She did the yelling. She did the yelling in the car scene as well. I wasn't sold on it at all, and I know you were not either. Yeah. And another trailer, Davis. We got two more to go, and then we'll be fine. The trailer for Violent Night, starring David Harbour as Santa Claus. It's like the second, also oh, starring, but what if Santa was bad movie? There's the Mel Gibson one. Yes. Also starring John L- L- Liguizamo, right?
0: Uh, oh, Liguizamo.
1: Liguizamo. Sorry, yeah, that makes more sense. Beverly, D'Angelo, and more of the film hits theaters on December 4th, when a group of mercenaries attack the estate of a wealthy family, Santa Claus must step in to save the day and Christmas. And wow, he said, "Time for some seasons beatings." Apparently, it's from the guys that made Nobody, and that's a great movie. So I don't know that one. It's a Bob Odenkirk action movie. It's based like John Wick, but Stay at Home Dad, John, Suburban Dad, John Wick. I liked it, but why? I like David Harbor too, but why, Davis? Why? I I'm so so upset. I abstain. What's the last trailer? We got a couple more things, Davis. Don't worry. Speaking of things that shouldn't be made, Now You See Me 3 is in development. (laughs) I know. Which I wrote down, the franchise should be dead after they did not name the sequel, Now You Don't. Like, you got Now You See Me, and then the sequel.
0: Now You you See Me 2.
1: What should we? Let's see. There's Now You Don't. There's a completely different. Now You See Me 2. That. Now Which you don't see. The me. problem with those Three. movies is that it's like a it's like oh magician crazy. It's, it's, but it's a movie so like there's no it's oceans for people that aren't cool.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. It's true. Not they aren't good movies. They're stupid. I think they're stupid. I liked the first one alright. I right. think they're stupid. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Wow, dude. They're, ma- they're like wizards. They're not even magicians. No. Th- no, they're magicians, but like they're wizards. The things they do n- no. Oh. Okay. A chi blast can knock someone out from like thirty feet away, Woody Harrelson. Okay, you're a wizard. Check out Leo Vader's video on that. (laughs) Wait, a what? A wizard. No, but a chi blast. That's like what he watched. Leo Vader's video about how they're actually send me the link to
1: the video, Davis. I will. All right, all right, excellent. And Davis, here it is. Are you ready? Are Are you? Oh, wait. One more thing before we get to that. Oh According God. to Deadline, Freya Allen will star as the lead in the next Planet of the Apes installment. The next film in the Planet of the Apes franchise is officially moving forward and will be titled Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Some fans may know Allen from her performance on The Witcher. What I have to say is... The trilogy ended perfectly. Why? Go back.
0: Why not, Alex? It's going to make a ton of money, is what they think. But... But I love Caesar all they care, and Andy Serkis. Listen, all they care about is money. They don't care about how a movie wrapped up. They're like, hey, people still like this. Let's make another. <laughs> Late stage capitalism.
1: <sighs> disappointing, disappointing, disappointing. Speaking of things that may disappoint, according to The Hollywood Reporter, and we're going to talk about this a bit more later, Davis, HBO once made a pitch to the Tolkien Estate to remake the Peter Jackson <laughs> Lord of the Rings trilogy in a series format with Aragorn and Gandalf getting their own series. I thought. Wait, I thought that was going to be our ministry of truth. Well, we we're going into. I just want to talk about the news itself. We're going to go into a bit. We'll we'll save our thoughts till then. How about that, Dave? But wildness. Wild. Can we skip the last one? Why? I don't want to talk about the last of us. How do you know? Because what what else would it be? I just just breaking the first trailer uh, for the Last of Us, starring Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey as Joel and Ellie, has been released. Davis, you go ahead and watch it while I talk. How about that?
0: I already saw it once, but I need to watch it again.
1: Oh, you got do you want me to turn off your mic while you watch so it doesn't pick up the audio? Oh, I mean
0: I have it solo, so low, you
1: can right, turn gotcha. it off. I'll turn it off. Oh, he, he's off. You got anything more to say, Davis? Turn turn me off. All right. So the series, as Davis watched this trailer, I think he's booting it up right now. He looks a little confused over there. Did did you did you pick the right trailer? Is it fan made? No, Alex. Okay. I chose the wrong <laughs> <laughs> The series adaptation of the critically acclaimed video game will premiere on HBO in 2023. The synopsis reads this Joel and Ellie, a pair connected through the harshness of the world they live in, are forced to endure the brutal circumstances and ruthless killers are forced to endure brutal circumstances and ruthless killers on a trek across post-pandemic America. Obviously, as you all know by now, if you've listened to the podcast, this is following the Last of Us video game series from Sony and Naughty Dog Productions, right? Naughty Dog Studio. And Davis is is very, very upset. That was when we had our first bleep ever on on the uh, podcast was when Davis was very mad about that. I believe we had about a 15 to 20-minute rant about the films. Cameron Kasperzak was having a good time with that one as well, our guest on that show. I'll say it now while Davis is locked away watching it, I thought the trailer looked pretty good. Now, I haven't played the game, so I don't have that kind of attachment to it, but it got me hyped. It, It got me excited. I am on a bit of a zombie binge right now. We'll get into that in the What Are We Watching segment later on. But Davis looks... Looks lost in the video right now. Did, is it almost done? It's done. Turn me on. You're on, Davis. Let, just,
0: like this it, it, this the, is a safe space. So the clicker looks fine. Well, this is obviously this is my favorite game of all time. I just want you to know that. And also, Alex, if you would like to play it, I have a PS5 now, so you can just borrow my PS4 and the game. That may be a Christmas project. I mean, you can probably beat it in a day and a half. Really? Yes, it's only like 15 hours.
1: I thought it was really long for some the reason. The second
0: one's like 60. So the really? The first one... Uh that's cuz you have to explore and stuff. Oh so. uh,
1: okay. But the, but the first one's more linear? Yes.
0: Well, I mean the second one's also linear. It, it's it's linear, but there's like there's like an open world section where you explore Seattle. You can like do little that's things, cool. but then it's it's linear. They're both linear. Too bad games. the ending though. <laughs> mm. Anyway, sorry. Talk about the talk about the trailer. I thought it looked good, Dan. I mean like it looks fine, but I just I'm not so about 15 hours to beat the Last of Us one. Interesting. Okay. Know, if you'd like to borrow it. Um I'll put in the memory. It's just banks. I, the whole episode, the whole show is just gonna be like, hey, you remember this from the game? That's what I feel like it's gonna be. Like because in that, I, one thing you may not know about me, Alex, uh, you may not you may know how my memory isn't amazing. But if you show me any screenshot of the Last of Us, I can tell you exactly what section of the game it's from. Wow, like, okay, you pull, do, just do that right now and I can, so,
1: so I pull up a screenshot. From just look at the last
0: of Us game and I, I can tell you what section it's from. But like it's just I saw like four sections were like, oh yeah, that's a reference to the game, a section in there. Uh Ellie, people will complain about Ellie, she looks too young. I don't necessarily disagree, but I don't think it cares. That's the last of us two. What? Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> uh. See see how see how easy that was. Uh Tess is behind you, so she just walked over the plank in that one and she's about to say she goes like psh and then he he looks at his watch right after she walks off and it's a uh, because he he connects to his fatherhood again.
1: Oh. Wow. Yeah. That was impressive, Davis.
0: Yeah. Uh, that... you know, we'll give me one more. Give me one more. Uh, okay, let me see. Just to prove to all you all that I I can. Um,
1: this that, is part that's of the script a, that we the wrote. That's the Last of Us Two again. Oh, here we go. Oh,
0: I can't see it. You can't yeah. see. It. Really?
1: We're, hand- we're handing the computer over.
0: We are handing the computer over to Davis. This is in the hotel. Uh, this is in the hotel after you're in. Um. Oh. No, you're in. Uh, it's not. It's you're in Pittsburgh. It's the hotel oh, okay. in Pittsburgh, and you have to run through. I guess that should, that must be you don't you play as Joel though. Interesting. But so I think it's just a part of Does a it costume. alternate
1: between Ellie and Joel? No.
0: No. You do play as Ellie one time though. I guess that's kind of a surprise, but I just pulled it for you.
1: I, I, Davis, I, the second I, game I, you play as Ellie. I've heard all the stories and whatnot. Okay, very interesting. So, I just I'm not Pedro Pascal looked good though. He he was he was sell- I mean, I know we're mad as still about the you have no idea what losses. But like even his like finger to the lips thing
0: like what? That didn't look like he went, I don't know. I can't. I guess I can't. People can't see me doing this, but like, I don't know. I I, I like Pedro Pascal. I'll watch. I I'll watch it. You'll watch
1: it. I don't know if I'll be happy about it though. You may not. Which is why I've just abstained from the Halo uh, series because I knew how angry that would have made me. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should do the same. Then again, I feel like I have it's, to. You know, it's made by the guy that created the Chernobyl series. So like, but
0: like this, if it was like he was coming up with a new like inspired by the last of us maybe Ooh like it like, taking... like cuz last of us inspired by is inspired by the road by Cormac McCarthy loosely interesting because they're traveling across like a post apocalyptic land right and then like it's inspired by other things but like the last of us the last of Us's appeal is the story that's all Naughty Dog games are like you you're playing for the story right for for me at least like the game is about the relationship between Joel and Ellie not the zombies. So then
1: you're not, then are you? Why are you? Conser- you're concerned they're not going to deliver on that story though? I don't think
0: they, they the game you're playing with you're with them for 15 hours, right? Unless they're doing 15 one hour episodes, like I uh, I don't know. They have to change. They're gonna have to change so much unless they're doing it like I a shot for shot remake like they did with Psycho back in the day.
1: I'm very curious to see what exactly they will do. With
0: there it. was that shot where Ellie had the chain on and That's not in the game.
1: All right, they, well there you go. There's some variety. I don't remember that at all. For what? There's some variety. You must in the it's DLC, worth. which
0: I've only played like once.
1: <laughs> Sorry, you just said uh, the DLC reminded me of a thing we used to say, where it's like EA Sports. It's in the DLC, but no, that's not. I don't get that. Really? I don't think I used to say that
0: with you. No, no it, was, it
1: wasn't me and you. It was just it was just me and Sutton actually. Oh, okay. You know, roommate Sutton. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Okay, well that's interesting. So we'll see how it goes. We'll probably maybe we'll do an episode on it. Maybe, maybe. When Davis Alex can plays just, the game, Davis he can ramble no about Uncharted is. and The Last of Us oh for hours. Uncharted
0: games also have those if you want to play them.
1: I, Davis, I I am so you're you're saying it like it's like breaking news. Like, oh, by the way, Alex, I don't know if you would you like offered like, to play like them? five. I honestly
0: don't have time, but you have time to play NCAA 14, but you can't play The Last of Us.
1: How'd you not play NCAA 14? I don't know, Alex. I'll play,
0: I'll play maybe I was talking to you about it last I'll night. Play,
1: oh, wait, we were. Yeah. That's right, we were on the phone. Look, man, I was freaking out because Justin Lee and Justin Ferguson want to come on Weagle. I need you to you bring know, them on the podcast. Honestly, I don't know if they know we have a movie podcast. We should bring them on. I know you, I, I mean, look, we'll figure it out. Right, right when Britt says at the meeting that Weagle's Twitter had no impressions, we got two thousand impressions thanks to that. So Pretty you cool. Know, hey man, I'm, I just think it's an exciting, exciting opportunity to get some other people on the show. But anyway, that's other news to be broken down in compact discourse. Forty nine minutes into the show, Davis, I think it's time to get on to our. Almost like our Sickos and Psychos in Cinema episode from a while back. This is about movies where the villain won. Where the villain was victorious. A rare sight nowadays, especially in most films. Do you remember
0: the first time you ever watched a movie where they won? Do you remember what your reaction I remember mine. I'm trying to remember what movie would be the first one. What was your first one? The one I remember watching. I was with my cousins. We saw the Deathly Hallows Part 1 in theaters. And like they, like they, the villains win. Yeah, they theater. win. Dobby gets caught. Like, we were like... My cousin and I were like reeling. We we're like, "What?" I, I, I remember vividly. We were like, "The villains aren't supposed to win. The only time the villain no. wins is in the Lucky Charms commercials because <laughs> he gets the Lucky Charms or whatever." Like we were like talking about serial commercials,
1: predating that one, the Half Blood Prince ending.
0: I don't. I didn't see that one.
1: In well, they 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 knocked Dumbledore off the building, and I was like, I I was in awe. Yeah. Because I mean, I Snape that Snape that just theaters. got. I had not seen that. Yeah, you had to. It was 2009. I might not have. I don't know. I mean... I don't know. Well, okay, actually, honestly, the fir- my first memory... I just remember, like, Beatrix was, like, and she was, like, killing people or whatever. Indeed, and then she threw the knife, and it killed Dobby, and it's yeah. like, what? Um, I saw Revenge of the Sith in theaters, which... I guess they did win in that one. That no, that, that That's I technical. I don't know. I mean... Because
0: you know... I've already, I already saw the other ones.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I, I don't really count that. Okay, um... Man, now I want to think about this,
0: Davis. I'll look up some
1: others. Man, I'm just trying to... Honestly, probably Half-Blood Prince. Or even The Goblet of Fire when Voldemort uh, kills Robert Pattinson. Oh, I remember another one. Was, Most of the um, Harry Potter movies ended with the, with the villain killing everybody. It was The Great Escape. Never saw it, actually,
0: Davis. It's a great movie. I really like The Great Escape. Steve McQueen, they're escaping yeah. the, uh, the internment camp. I guess right. it's... Yeah, I guess it's an internment camp, technically. Yeah. It, from the Nazis. And at the end, the Nazis catch them and they kill them. Like, spoiler alert, I'm sorry, but, like, it's based on a true story. Wow. At the end, they get caught and they
1: die. Holy cow. Yeah. Wild.
0: Yeah. And for the longest time, for some reason, I thought they all, in Chicken Run, I thought the chickens died because of, because <laughs> it's like the Great Escape. So I was like, oh, yeah, the chickens died at the end of Chicken Run. <laughs> I it's not true, Chicken though.
1: Run's a great movie.
0: I watched Walson and Gromit Were-Rabbit the other day. Great, great movie. Great movie. Anyway. Uh, I have some other notable movies where the villain won that we're not going to talk about, but we can just mention. We can touch on a few. Yeah, go ahead. Obviously, Sansa of the Lambs. Uh, he Which, gets away at the end. He walks away with the wig on. What a wa- That movie's I'm wild. having an old friend for dinner.
1: <laughs> One of the few movies to ever win
0: the Big Five. Great movie. Great Phenomenal movie. movie. Maybe it should have won the Big Five, but still a great movie. I don't know, some could. I feel like you could make the argument. I mean it depends on what else was nominated.
1: Director, actor, actress, those are actor and are already locked in. What, what
0: was the what, there's something else up for best picture that I feel like So let me let me see looking what Looking at that. I'll tell uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. We're talk we're talking about that one, Davis. We're No, we were just talking about Sounds of the Lambs. No, but I mean we are doing Oh, so- we're talking about One Flew in the Yeah. Oh, I thought you we were said doing it, a, You said it today. I thought we were doing a its own movie episode. Is that what you said? No, I'm just saying like the villain wins in that one technically in a way. Well,
1: yeah, I wrote all that stuff down. But we, okay, we can- okay,
0: we can we can talk about that one. With, okay, I'll skip that one.
1: Well, no, actually, let's talk because there's not a lot there for that one. I, th- I think that one. It, Taxi Driver. I think why don't we stick with the three we had because okay, yeah. what they were doing is Primal Fear, Gone Girl, and Usual Suspects, and those are all kind of the same. Usual Suspects in its own almost genre by comparison. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about one Flew of the. Cougs so Ness one Flew of right the is one of my favorite movies. It's a great, ever. great movie. Phenomenal. I
0: think it's Jack Nicholson's best performance. It's top tier. That movie was on fire in the '70s, by the way. And it ends. Spoiler alert! Again, it wins. Nurse Ratchet technically wins because she gets Jack Nicholson. Character, um, what is his name? Uh, McMurphy lobotomized,
1: which is just a crazy. You're just like, because like he has so
0: much energy the whole movie, yeah. and then it's just such a, such a shift. And then uh, Chief, I think his the character's name is Chief. I think that's what he calls him at least. At least uh, kills him because he was like, I don't want to live like this. Like he said that before he got lobotomized, and his friend Chief like killed him with a pillow, right? Which was like. Do that to me, Alex. If I get lobotomized. And likewise for you, I, I reckon. Don't
1: I don't think you're gonna get lobotomized, but if needed, Davis, if I happens, guess I guess I got you. Uh,
0: <laughs> heartbreaking ending. Absolutely though. It's I just mean, absolutely devastating.
1: It plus so many, so many great, great performances. David DeVito, DeVito's in that uh, movie. Great performance. I uh, mean, the, the lady that plays Nurse Ratched is pretty good, Louis Louis Fletcher. She is. That movie also won the Big Five, Davis. Did you know that? Did one for Louis? That one deserves it. I think. S- so here's let, let's get into the Limbs* right now. So I'm just going to read through because it's so the Big Five is Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Screenplay. Mm-hmm. I think the Limbs* locks up those last three already. I think screen, yes, yeah, screenplay, an actor, and actress. I mean, come on now. Yeah. So. Best picture it's competition was Beauty and the Beast. Boo. Bugsy. Uh. The Prince of Tides and J.F. Okay, no, no yeah, need to that. I thought I thought I had like stiffer competition. Best director it's Science of the Lambs, uh John Singleton for Boys in the Hood. That's a good movie. Barry Levinson for Bugsy. Ridley Scott for Thelma & Louise, great movie by the way. And Oliver Stone for J. Oh, no, yeah, it deserved the it deserved the
0: it deserved the, the fine. So an
1: actor, I mean Hopkins, I think that's a shoe in. And then yeah. Jodie Foster, it's Gina Davis, Thelma Louise, Susan Sarandon, Thelma Louise, Bette Midler for The Boys, and Laura Dern for Rambling Rose. Not a not a really stocked year of films. I think Sansa Lambs
0: did deserve the Big Five, though. I've never seen so Bugsy, sh- by the so way. So check One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest if you would. Uh, I want to see what it was up against. I
1: can do that right now. It did win
0: the Big Five, you're sure?
1: Oh, yeah. It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress. You got Brad Dorif got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. It got Best Screenplay. It also got nominated for Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, and Best Original I Score. How might I watch that tonight? movie is top tier. I adore that movie. It's a top I'm tier. I'm going to read the book. I think I have it. So the 48th Academy Awards, it was up against- Taxi Driver was the next year as well, which 70s were- 70s were wild, by the way. Wild. Taxi Driver's
0: movies. another one that he, they te- the kind of technically wins, I guess. I Travis say, Mickle's we, we talked about bad. that with our
1: Psychos and Sickos one, didn't we? We did.
0: Travis Bickle's pretty crazy. We
1: also talked about Son of the Lambs with that one. Excuse me. So, for Best Picture, One Flew of the Cuckoo's faced Barry Lyndon by Stanley Kubrick, Dog Day Afternoon, Jaws, and Nashville. Dog Day Afternoon supposed to be pretty good. I haven't seen that one. And then for it's director, story. he beat out Fredri- Frederico Fellini for Amarcord, Stanley Kubrick for Barry Lyndon, Sidney Lumet for Dog Day Afternoon, and Robert Altman for Nashville. Then in Best Actor, Jack Nicholson beat Walter Matthau for The Sunshine Boys, Al Pacino for Dog Day Afternoon, Maximilian Schell for Shell for The Man in the Glass Booth, and James Whitmore for Give Him Hell, Harry, which was a Harry Truman movie, apparently. Yeah, I think it. that's another one where... The yeah. thing is, the winning the Big Five is rare because admittedly, while One Flew the Cuckoo's Nest and of the Lambs, I think we would both agree are top-tier movies. Like, if you rate them on Letterboxd, they're probably both five-star movies, honestly. they. Well, all- I, I think I have rated... You have to both is five star. Like even then, there's always in most Academy Award seasons there's gonna be another great film on there. But these two films happen to come in a year when the competition was not as stiff. I would say. Would you agree with that, Davis?
0: I think even oh this might be a controversial take. I think that if One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest came out in '76, I think it still should have won Best Picture. You're looking
1: at '76 right now? No, I mean I know that's when Taxi Driver came out. Was a let me go look at it. So this is the 1977 Academy Awards. So it would have faced off for Best Picture. You know who won Best Picture, and it wasn't Taxi Driver didn't win Best Picture. Who won? Rocky
0: did. Yeah, it should be Rocky.
1: Rocky also won Best Director.
0: Wow. Okay. I yeah. think if if it One Flew came out a year later, I think it also could have gotten the top. The again,
1: five. these movies are both top tier. It just happens to be that these the competition is not stiff.
0: Oh, I'm gonna watch this movie tonight. It's a great right, I've movie. decided it's a great movie. So you I'm th- gonna cry watching it.
1: <laughs> any other? It's so any sad. Other? It is. I agree. Any other villain ones? Man, I took a lot of notes on One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> it's. Uh, I guess I should have. I should have spent. Nah, it's okay. It's okay. Also, Taxi it went. Driver. It went six for six on the Golden Globes, by the way.
0: Star Wars Episode Five. Yeah. Yeah. Cra that ending. Yeah, that's a great one. 1984. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw the photo of the guy. Wait, what? there's the memes me of the see. guy from 1984 going like, "Don't eat cooking oil" or something like that. It's just like <laughs> I've never seen the movie. By the way, I haven't. either. I've never read the book.
1: <laughs> of course not. Of course. Have not. you read it? No.
0: In I read. The Mouth of madness. Here's primal fear, which we're going to talk about. Uh, big shout out to Edward Norton because
1: wow, it's gonna be. I'm so looking forward to talking about this movie. There's a lot of
0: movies I haven't. Unbreakable. I haven't seen Unbreakable. House of a Thousand Corpses. Unbreakable. Old Boy. Oh, okay. Old Boy.
1: Uh, oh, Unbreakable. Oh my aw. gosh. Unbreak! What? Unbreak- no Country. Yeah. I, I, there were a lot that I was going through. I was like, we've already done episodes on this. We've done episodes on a lot of movies. Where, cause Cabin in the Woods. As it happens, oh, I'll say it, Davis. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Uh, dang it. Um, I'll say this, Davis. Movies where the villain wins tend to be really good movies. <laughs> Hereditary. <laughs> they, t- they tend to be really, Infinity really good Infinity War. Movies. Ooh, Infinity War's good. <laughs> Best Marvel movie, maybe. Joker. Yeah, good movie. It's alright movie. We've, we've talked about that one too, though. That's what I'm saying, Davis. We just love the dark movies where the villain... Because again, what greater movie is there where the villain wins than Seven? Seven? Oh my god. But we already talked Twelve about that. 12 Monkeys? I haven't seen 12
0: Monkeys. Oh, 12, you should watch 12 Monkeys. Watch 12 Monkeys. Has Bruce Willis?
1: I'm has Brad Pitt?
0: Brad, this is probably Brad Pitt's most fun performance ever. I've heard. Like, he's going crazy. I've heard about that. I've it's seen time tricks. travel. It's actually pretty fun time travel, too. Interesting. We,
1: we like that, because our time travel- It's not as fun as Bill and
0: Ted time travel, which I think is the most fun time travel. That's fair. Just the way, just from the people that are experiencing the time travel.
1: That's a very fair point. If y'all
0: didn't know, I love Bill and Ted. Dave is a big Bill and Ted I fan. adore Bill and Ted. It is so funny to me. Dark Knight, in a way, I guess the Joker technically wins. True. That is, that is kind of the point. Watchmen- uh, Gone Girl, yeah. Whiplash. Oh, Whiplash.
1: Ooh, we're gonna do an episode of Whiplash. We are doing a Whiplash episode though, so It's fine. What well, do um, you want? Do you want to get into Primal Fear, Davis? Because I'd hate to keep the audience. Should, waiting. I kind
0: of want Primal Fear to be last one? I was gonna do an order of um, release date? when they released. Okay, but... we can do that. I feel like Primal Fear is the best one of the three. Depend. I'll leave it up to you right what now. You the- can you can do whatever you want right now. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna protest.
1: I, actually, usual, you, I probably usual, have the least
0: you, to say about Usual Suspects. Let's do that one first, because in 1995, that one actually. High school. So let's
1: do Usual Suspects. Really? You, you so we watched it last year for the first time. So I, wa- so
0: I actually wrote a paper about Usual Suspects in high school really? for Miss Pritchett. Brilliant.
1: Um, she probably gave you a bad score, though.
0: I think it was a good paper, but she probably did. I, I felt at the time I felt it was a good paper. If I read it back, it'd probably be bad. Yeah. I was comparing Kaiser Sose from Usual Suspects to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde.
1: Oh Which I thought was pretty pretty smart. That's good.
0: I think it was a good paper. That's a, that's a good comparison. Because we were reading Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That might have been it might not have been for Miss Pritchett, but it I, wasn't
1: Miss Pritchett because we were in the same class, Miss Pritchett.
0: It might have been it might have been for like Miss Johnson or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I, was. I felt like it was a good paper. I think I ended up getting a decent grade on it.
1: Um it was Sophomore Year. When you did Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You think? I think so. I wasn't in honors anymore. Why not? Because I, I didn't read it. I'm trying to remember when Jackson read it. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I try and... Junior year, so it wasn't Miss Johnson.
0: So it would have been junior year? No, it had to be sophomore year. Cause I, who who did I have junior year? Miss Fano. No. You had Miss Fano sophomore year. I had, had Miss Woodyard. Miss Woodyard. No, I had Miss Woodyard senior year. I had Miss Baird junior year. Uh, Miss Johnson. Okay. okay, It Was Miss okay. Johnson read Doctor Jessica Mr. I also read <laughs> Scarlet
1: Letter, which is terrible, bad it's, book. We, <laughs> I don't. Like, I hate Scarlet Letter. You know, Carson, loyal listener of the show, actually really loves the. Scarlet no, no Letter. I don't like it. And she called me because she got this. She got this really cool copy of it, and I'm like, Carson, I don't know how to tell you, I hate that book. It's not a good book.
0: Like, I mean, like it's it's fine. It's it's a classic for a reason, I guess. But like, I actually hated it. I didn't like it. I hated it. We. Uh, I remember we tried to watch the movie, and I was like, "There's a movie? Yeah." And it was. Terrible, crazy. It was literally the worst movie I've ever seen. I feel like <laughs> we didn't even finish it because, like, you know, like watching watching movies in class, it's not like conducive to like really taking a watching it through a critical lens. But like, even then, I was like, this is bad. It's just a bad like sophomore year of high school. This is a bad movie.
1: I remember we were trying to do a skit, uh, and we would make um Miss Robertson uh the enforcer of the Scarlet Letter at school, but then Miss Bailey was like, that. that's too that's too on the nose, y'all. That. And I was like, sorry about it. Anyway. Trying to move move into this. It's like 1984 there with all those skits they were rejecting.
0: <laughs> you will not make a joke about Catholicism. Something like I don't know, something like that.
1: Unfortunately, we didn't we didn't get able to, but you know we tried our best. We had some funny ones. We had some funny ones in the chamber. The Usual Suspect starring a great cast. No, it is a great cast. But Benicio Kevin, del Toro. Kevin Spacey, Gabriel Byrne, Chaz Palminteri, Stephen Baldwin, Benicio del Toro. The Kevin, best Baldwin
0: brother. Stephen Baldwin. Paul,
1: Kevin Pollock. Um, Kevin Pollock. Yeah. What? The The painter? No, that's Jackson. Oh, Pop you're right. You're right. My fault. My fault. Brother. My fault. My fault. My fault. John <laughs> P- Carlos in it. You tried to say that guy's name, didn't you? I'm going to say it's Pete Postelwatt he's great i love that guy he's in so many good movies he's probably in the town one of of my favorite character actors and giancarlo esposito directed by controversial director brian singer who's made some great movies and written by the legendary christopher McQuarrie, who has written some amazing films usual suspects with kind of his big break he then sort of vanished but he came back to make the miss impossible movies currently with tom cruise and had a part to play in i believe the new top gun movie let me make sure I'm confirming this before before I make such a statement. Hmm. You know, oh wait, yes, was written. well, it was written by him actually. This film, Davis, I love it. It's a good movie. It's so good. The lineup scene might be one of the greatest scenes ever. It's
0: pretty. I mean, it's iconic for a reason.
1: It's just. It's so so great. And also, um, here's a fun fact. For the guy who got a lot of the praise for the film, Singer and McQuarrie sent the screenplay for the film to Kevin Spacey without telling him which role was written for him. Spacey called Singer and told them that he was interested in the roles of Keaton and Kujan, but also intrigued by Kent, who, as it turned out, was the role McQuarrie wrote with Spacey in mind. So you, you can see that. Every every actor is perfect for the role they play. Benicio del Toro is hilarious. God, Benicio
0: del Toro is always awesome.
1: He's so so. I, think he's, so I feel like good. he's pretty underrated
0: just in general. Benicio del Toro
1: is. I would agree,
0: but like even then, like how many movies do you really
1: see him in? That's true. It's like Sicario was kind of his big.
0: Not- like he's 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 in Fear and Loathing. Uh, he was in the 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 Motorcycle Diaries. He played Che Guevara and like a like a movie that's apparently not amazing.
1: Chay Part One and Part Two because it's really long. I might watch it. He was eventually. really big in Snatch. That was he's one in of his French Dispatch. Movies. He's really good in that. But this movie was on not his big break necessarily, but he was so 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 good. He's awesome. It's a good movie. I love this. I movie. I just haven't
0: seen it since probably freshman year of high
1: school. One of the things we talked about, at Davis. We talked about shorter versus longer movies. It's a it's an hour and forty six minutes or yep. thirty six minutes. Actually, no, forty six minutes. Excuse me. So it's it's very short especially for all that goes on in It's an entire sprawling mystery. And with that small $6 million price tag, it made $67 million, and award season was honestly pretty light. At the Academy Awards, Spacey took home Best Supporting Actor, and McQuarrie got Best Screenplay. And Spacey got nominated for the same at the Golden Globe, but he did not win. I think he might deserve that because he was so great in this film. And what Davis, I was rewatching the twist earlier at the end. When the he fin- stops limping? The final five minutes where the detective just realized that that um so essentially here's let let's set this set the stage for those who have not seen this movie i watched it for the first time just last year so it essentially follows this group who are all linked together because they're all put in jail under the under suspicion for committing a crime and then they're reached out to by this guy named kaiser soze and his lawyer kobayashi to do this job or they'll be killed isn't that the idea i don't remember i'm sorry no, that's fair. That's fair. So they're under threat from him to do that job. They have to do it. And slowly but surely, the gang essentially gets picked off one by one. Mm-hmm. And it's all from a retelling of this character, Roger Verbal Kent, played by Kevin Spacey, who's telling it to Agent Dave Kujan. Again, that's Chaz Palminteri, who's playing that, char- that character. And it's all a retelling. And then... Kent breaks down and he just wants to be protected but then he says I'm not a rat so I'm not gonna go to the go and work with the police and then he walks off and they just you know give up and have to keep looking for Kaiser Soze and the detective is talking about it, Agent Dave Kujan and then he starts to realize that everything Kent made up about Kaiser Sose like what we learn is that Kaiser Sose himself was not even real none of the story that he told so one of my favorite things about this film Davis is that it shows us scenes that didn't happen, because like the, the guy who's Kobayashi, that's not a real person. None of that scene did not take place. Mm-hmm. I think that's so, so, so brilliant. And you see it all unfold, and then you see him start limping or stop limping. And he flexes his hand that's disabled or whatever. Exactly. I mean, Davis, what what, what do you got to say on this? You wrote a paper on it yourself.
0: I mean, yeah, it's obviously a great movie. I think the only things I really remember of the lineup. And then the twist at the end, which are like I'd say the best parts of the movie. Uh I, should, I if I had I didn't have the time to rewatch it, I'm gonna be honest with you.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I also did not. I,
0: I had a midterm yesterday morning. So I got ninety seven on.
1: Hey, there that. we go, Davis. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. That's fair. I also did not either. I just think it's one of those one of those best twist endings that I mean everybody just got got essentially. Yeah, it was great. It was such, such a good movie. Kevin Spacey, I think, deserved the awards. Now we have our, again, Kevin Spacey is that separates. he wasn't such a bad guy. If he wasn't such an awful, awful, awful person, then maybe, maybe I wouldn't feel icky every time I think about a performance he's in one a of good, them. He's a good actor. He plays he plays great villains, doesn't he, Davis? Yeah, I wonder why. This man did this seven detective. and usual. 90s Kevin Spacey was on one, though. <laughs> he did seven and the usual suspects, like basically back to back. He also then did, um... American Beauty. Yeah, he did right. American Beauty. That's the big
0: one. Um, L.A. Confidential. Right. Uh, Bugs Life. He's in what? Apparently, he's in Bugs Life. He's in Bugs Life. Is he not the bad guy? Is he not hot? Yeah, he's Hopper. <gasps> this dude. You didn't know, that. Didn't know what? That. I did know that. He's so evil. I just pulled it out of my brain. Wow, Davis. That. What a, what a legend. He was House of Cards. Life of David Gale. Yeah, he okay, was-
1: I take it back. He did The Usual Suspects and Seven in the same year. He was in Moon.
0: Don't forget that. He was the voice of
1: the robot. Really? Yeah. Also, uh, I just pulled up um I remember that actually. I just pulled up 7 is on Wikipedia. They did not get Yeah, he was he was uh, one of Matt Conney's assistants.
0: I thought he was the other attorney. Maybe. I think he's the other attorney.
1: Oh, wait, he is. He is he's and he's so, so good. Annoying. He is Seven did not get nominated for any Golden Globes, and their one Oscar nomination was Best Film Editing. Now that is a travesty in of itself, Davis. I think What's, you, in it. bo- <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? He was in Austin Powers, and then his career just ended. Oh wait, he no, was, in, he's, he's he's he was in some weird, mo- some foreign film, and he's not going to be in the Man Who Drew Who Drew God. Oh God, why? 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 But Davis' film, again, unfortunately, you and I do not have a lot to say on it, but yeah, it's, we a, it's just, a great film. It's a good movie, uh, good twist. The villain wins at the end. That's all you need. It does, and it's a really, really incredible twist. And again, even though we've given you the twist, if you haven't seen it yet, I said go watch it either way because it's a good movie without the twist. There's we, some great scenes. It's a great we should, setup. We should, we, should have, we should have put a big old spoiler
0: warning at the beginning of this. I mean, it's implied. Davis,
1: it's implied every time we do an episode. Isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, it is.
1: You would, say, you, would you would say it is? Yes. <clears throat> I discovered that's a cough button actually. It you is. didn't know that? No, I didn't. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Really? Oh, really?
0: Yes. When you push it, it mutes you. Really? So every time you push that, your your the channel of the audio is not happening.
1: I know. I learned that now actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. You know, Davis. Since you got a 97 on your midterm and did such a good job on that exam, you get the pick. Then where are we going next? Gone Girl. I okay. want to end on Primal Fear because I actually watched it. I've you seen Gone Girl. It? I've seen
0: Gone Girl so many times. I saw I'll Gone Be Girl.
1: Okay. I saw Gone Girl in your apartment. When I wasn't there. Yeah, when I when I stayed there over the summer. Okay, I thought you were saying like I was there. Like, I, I, I don't was remember in, that. I was in your apartment. You did not. Oh know my I was God. there. You were asleep, and I watched it on your couch.
0: Uh, I've seen Gone Girl quite a few times because it is a great movie. That we happen to agree uh, David with. David Fincher movie, of course. The, the
1: master of the creepy movies. David. A ma-
0: uh, arguably best director. Some he, could say. He, he, might, he
1: might be. Gone Girl, 2014 film starring Ben Affleck, Rosamund Pike, Neil Patrick Harris, Tyler Perry, Carrie Coon, Kim Dickens, Patrick Fugit, Missy Pyle, Emily Radica- Rad- Radishkowski, Casey Wilson, Lisa Baines, Cilla Ward, and Scoot McNary. Directed by the king of the psychological thriller and one of the best directors we know, one of our favorites, David, David Fincher. Fincher. Written by Gillian Flynn, the author of the book that the film is actually based on. Gillian Flynn is like
0: making banger after banger books. The so, girl what, what are her other ones? Too. Right. Uh, she has another one that's really good. Apparently, I think she has she has the one about the girl in the window, maybe. The girl in the window. Um. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sharp objects. That's a different one. Dark Place. Yeah, uh, Sharp he, Objects is supposed to be really good. He and David, my aunt really likes. Or she and David
1: Fincher funny. are pretty good friends because he also directed Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And Sharp Objects, my parents watched it. Oh, wait, no, show. I don't this think she made that. I'm sorry. She didn't make Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? I don't
0: think Tattoo? she wrote *Dragon Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Did she not? No, it's Steve Larson. I don't know why I thought wow. she wrote that. Wow. I have no idea why I thought she wrote that. <laughs> she wow. made Sharp Objects, though, which is supposed to be really good. Wow, David. And just they had- made a movie
1: with that. They, they made a show, actually. Or whatever with Amy Adams. It's pretty good from what little I did see. And again, you got Jeff Cronin with, with brilliant cinematography, Kirk Baxter edited the film, and Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Collaborators with Fincher for the Social Network scored this film as well, and it's a pretty, pretty good score. The film premiering at the New York Film Festival and later in the U.S. on October 3rd grossed over $369 million at the worldwide box office on a decent budget of $61 million. And unlike most of the films we've talked about today, Davis, it's pretty long. Yeah, it's uh, two hours and twenty nine minutes. I think
0: it. I think it justifies. It, that, oh, it though. deserves
1: every second of it. Only one Oscar nomination: Rosamund Pike for Best Actress. She was beat out by Julianne Moore for Still Alice. I don't eh. know that one. It's it's an Alzheimer's movie. Like that sounds terrible. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, it's one of those Alzheimer's. No, no, you movies. know what I mean, though. Those movies, th- what what movies those are made about involving a character with dementia do tend to be Oscar bait. Yeah, that's fair. The father. Yeah, but that's the that best movie the, ever, so it. it's fine. As for the Golden Globes, I cried like a baby watching I, that. I also cried, and I don't cry at movies, as as you well know. Uh, I do, for- but that one really made me cry. It <laughs> was just like some tears well up. Maybe maybe they'll Davis maybe was they'll fall. sobbing. Like I I genuinely
0: like like I cried. But I mean it's 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 that movie though, so it's 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 so good. Anyway. Oh man, I want to. What movie I'm gonna watch tonight? Now, watch them both. For some reason now. Both short, I want to Watch Davis. Pain and Glory now. Doloy Gloria. The, I might. I think that I might, movie. I might watch Pain woo! and Glory. That Oof. That's a good movie. That's a great that movie. That might, if I really like, if you ask me right now what's your top 10 favorite movie, that might make it. Top 15, top 20, I think it could. Oh,
1: top 20, Davis, if it's top 20 of you, it's in there. It might be top 20 of mine. Ooh, it was awesome. I
0: have a lot. It's so good.
1: It was so, so good. Oh, man, I want to watch it now. <laughs> As for the Golden Globes, uh, Gone Girl was nominated for Best Director, Best Actress, and Best Screenplay, and Best Score, but the film did not win any. However, Davis, this movie, though, I can't even be, I didn't know, so I'd heard all the stories, yada, yada, about how she was so evil, excuse me, but I'd never even like seen or read into any of the concrete stuff that went on. I watched the movie, Davis, my jaw was on the floor. I w- this movie is crazy. Davis, I'm, I'm going to need you to say something, I don't know what you're doing over there. Sorry. Did Jack text you, you to meet up tonight? Is no. That- Alex, calm
0: down. What, what, what happened then? Uh, I was reading. I was on Letterbox. I was about to. I was about to make sure I had rated um, <laughs> "Pain and Glory."
1: Davis, I'll, I'll have to turn, close your computer. You're going to keep thinking. Come on, we're on "Gone Girl" right now, Davis. Do I have to share the doc with you so you can read it?
0: Uh, uh, what'd you just say about "Gone
1: Girl"? Just. I mean, my jaw was on the floor by the end of this movie. It's madness. Like the first half, you're like, like it's good. The first
0: half because you're like, man, what happened? Because you you're with Ben Affleck's character, and then it just goes
1: into following her, and, and it changes to her, and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Madness, no way. She hit herself with a champagne bottle, Davis. She did. That was that was, uh, <laughs> uh, uh. crazy movie. Craziness.
0: The villain wins at the end.
1: So, and
0: I think she. I think she does. Some people, yeah,
1: she does. Yeah, of course she does because she's like say, I'm pregnant. You and like she uses the media swarm to basically yeah. force Ben Affleck it's to cr- be the husband crazy. she wants. It's she's, crazy. She's crazy. I think I think it's great that they're also both terrible. Yeah, like she's. A, it's funny because he's like traditional bad, like oh he cheats on his wife, bad. Like not traditional bad, but you know what I mean. Like he's just a bad guy. Mm-hmm. But she's like a psychopath. No, yeah, she's because like for the first half of the movie, you're like, wow, I can't believe. He's hooking up with his with his um, mistress while his wife is missing or whatever, and then he keeps talking about how much he hated her and whatnot, and then you get to her perspective and you're like, oh, uh, oh, oh, she's unhinged. Okay, no, she's insane. She is like, well, it's like he didn't really know that though. That's true. No, yeah, that's true. She, yeah, again, like she is
0: one of the craziest characters in any movie ever. I feel like, like she is. A uh, sociopath. Is just the I believe whole the, the whole
1: ending is so good. Where like she just looks up and she like she's like I won. Oh, goodness! And they're on the news and that man looks it's like, like a, looks like, like a captive prisoner. Like it's just like you get sick to
0: your stomach watching it. Like you just get nauseous. Like your heart just like drops. What a cast
1: though! Tyler Perry is pretty good. Yeah, I'll say I mean, that.
0: T- Tyler Perry can be pretty good. Rosamund Pike, uh. top tier. How did she not win? Uh this is like I feel like this was one of her first big ones.
1: Let me let me go look at her career path. Like she kind of
0: came out of nowhere with this one, I feel like.
1: Hey, if you wanna if you wanna, you know, get to the Oscars and get a big stage, just play a villain. It's crazy. That's true. It works for everybody. So oh my gosh. Her film her film uh so her first film was Die Another Day, a James Bond movie. I remember her debut in that. She actually got nominated for um Empire Award for Best Newcomer. And then you've got she was in The Rock's Doom. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Pride and Prejudice. She was in... Uh, I think... Yeah. Barney's Vision? I don't even know what that is. The Big Year, which is actually a really good movie, by the way. I really I've like that it. film. The Ra- Wrath of the Titans. Amazon. Oh, Lord. Is that the oh. Christian Bale? No, no, no. Or that's That's the one that? with Sam Warrington, but that's the sequel to Clash of the Titans. Which is the one with... Which is the is,
0: Cla- is Clash of the Titans? Is that one with Christian Bale? No, Christian Bale is in some like has like Egyptian
1: uh got Egyptian um, gods of Egypt. Go- wait, no, what is it called? It's like Exodus, Gods and Kings. It's uh, when he's Moses. Weird. Yeah. What? She was in Jack Reacher. She was in the worlds, End, then she was in a couple. Movies, and then Gone Girl. Oh my lord! Look at look. So look look at her, Davis. You're you're gonna see right here. So here here is her filmography. You know, you got her nominations and awards to the to the right. There's all the movies. So it's just, you know, pretty standard stuff. Pretty standard stuff. And then just Gone Girl. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so by by my count on this one, she was nominated for.
0: Yeah, go ahead and count it up. I will. Go ahead. You, you ruined my count, James.
1: She won eleven awards and was nominated for what looks like an additional twelve Craziness. I forgot Christian Bale was also in fun fact. The Academy Award for Best Actress on Wikipedia. The picture is Jessica Chastain. So because she she's the one that most recently won it. Oh. That's,
0: how, that's how they do it.
1: I'm a little stupid. Um Either I think way, she, did
0: she win it last? Because that's how they usually do it for those. It's the most recent one. I don't remember her
1: winning most recently. Because I would have been excited. Just,
0: that's how they. That's I remember that's how they did it. I've I'm a big that. fan of Jessica Chastain. Did you hear
1: me about Pocahontas? Christian oh, Bale's she did. She it. did win for Tammy Faye. He's in... he's Thomas.
0: And Mel Gibson's in it too.
1: That was crazy.
0: I haven't seen it in a long time.
1: So yeah, that I'm just was looking at Christian Bale. That still. was exactly her big break, and she's kind of not done anything since then. And I feel bad saying that, but there haven't been a lot of great films in her recently for her. So do with that information when you wish. She was also apparently in the new, um, The Wheel of Time TV show. So again, do with that information what you will. But this movie, I mean. Oh my lord, ladies and gentlemen! This movie—it's not just great because the twist at the end. It's just a good movie because it's David Fincher. We we all know what he brings to the table. We know what his score and he his made my favorite crime movie. Which one? Wait,
0: seven? No. It could be, or it could be what Zodiac?
1: <gasps> I forgot. I keep forgetting he does Zodiac. Zodiac,
0: which is, and he made The Social Network, which is arguably the best film ever made. Pretty, I I don't I don't know if I prescribe to that opinion.
1: But a lot of people believe it and it's not exactly without its backing cuz so that good. movie is ooh, David Fincher makes bangers. This maybe that's a movie where the villain wins. Mark Zuckerberg. I'd
0: say he's a villain. He's, Meta metaverse, hey is man, coming up. It's going to make social network
1: 2. <laughs>
0: Metaverses.
1: The, the social network 2 Mark Zuckerberg's version. Mm, I wouldn't watch that. Nobody would. I wouldn't watch it. No, nobody would watch it. It'd be
0: it. only in the metaverse.
1: Oh my lord! Not only in the metaverse. This movie, though, Davis, I, I can't, I can't stress it enough. Just the whole scene with Neil Patrick Harris is madness, madness. Because like I, 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 think one of my favorite things about that entire thing is that, you know, it's it, and this is what Fincher does so well in most of his movies, and this is a credit to Gillian Flynn as much as anybody, is that. No, nothing is black and white. There is no good versus evil. Everybody has their, what's the word? Their vices, almost. Because mm-hmm. she, who is certifiably insane to this point, as you see, as she's apparently kidnapped, but she's just driving along, like, eating a granola bar, whatever the heck she's doing. She goes to Neil Patrick Harris and she's like asking for like safety or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I got you. But then you learn, oh, he's a crazy stalker who doesn't want her to leave. Ah. That's not great. And he's got security cameras to watch her every move. Ah, that's not great. Davis, I'm going to need you to... I'm listening, man. But anyway, I just really like that part of it because it adds a layer to the twist at the end because... Again, it's not just good versus evil. They're all terrible, and that just makes you... You, you really don't know what's going to happen. You don't know
0: who's going to win. You're like watching her make her plans in real time as well. And then like when something goes wrong, like when those people steal her money, she has to adapt. So then oh, right! So she goes to- Neil Patrick Harris and all that.
1: And then it totally changes her entire mm-hmm. and she t- decides to go back all covered in blood which yep. Is, uh, His blood. Neil Patrick Harris's blood. Cuz that 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 scene was just uncomfortable. That very
0: very uncomfortable. And then the, 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 the why the, the champagne bottle Davis We don't Hey, look. Look, look man. I say we talk about primal fear. Yeah, really? I mean like do we have what else do you want to say about? It's great.
1: What it, you it's say? Just, the it's villain just, wins at the end. It's just flawless. It it's is. It's a isn't great it? movie. It's a great movie. Ben Affleck's movie. pretty good in it too. Ben
0: Affleck's good, man. He, he plays he plays a good I can't say that.
1: He plays a good jerk. <laughs> he I, plays a good terrible dude. Yeah. <laughs> he plays a good one could say I don't know what you could say, but one could I say I can't it. say the word. Can't, I can't say it either. Uh, <gasps> Was that a new beep sound effect no, Not on did. the beep? Oh lord have mercy. I'll say having ranked the last two though that we've seen of the three movies we're gonna do tonight, I'll say excuse me that I'll put Gone Girl above Usual Suspects maybe. I uh, yeah I'm putting yeah. I just re- like honestly we have talked about this Davis. You and I I think are different from most people because we like longer movies compared to most people. Like my dad is like a it has to be a good like true it, has, it, has, you. it has to be a good long movie. But if if it like is JFK J ooh no, too long. But if it's a if it's a two hour and twenty nine minute Gone Girl, it's a great movie. I'm trying to think. Malcolm X is three and a
0: half hours long, and I, it I think lo- I took a break during it because like I needed to. But like you, it doesn't lose you. It
1: it lost me a bit in the middle there. I'll admit. But then again, I'd watched about two or three movies in a row mm-hmm. and I was watching it like seven in the morning and I was dying. So do with that information, what there's context there. But <laughs> it's still a very good movie. Made, yeah, we we put Alex we locked him in a room like Clockwork Orange. <laughs> made him hold
0: his eyes open. <laughs> but it was it was worth it. It was a pretty good movie. I think some other long movies I like. I'll look into it. <laughs> Always looking into it. One floor of the Cuckoo's Mess
1: too is two two thirteen. That's that's a pretty long movie. So it was funny. We watched Primal Fear. I watched it with Sutton and Megan, and they, they were like, Oh, how long is it? And I said, Two hours and nine. That's that's actually kinda short. And they were like, What? And I'm like, I guess short for me and Davis, because we watch so many two hour and thirty minute plus movies, it seems like. Like JFK. Oh lord. I will admit there's
0: a few I feel like there's a few times Primal Fear could've cut down, cut the fat a little bit.
1: I agree, and we'll certainly get into that. So this Primal Fear nineteen ninety six film. What a movie it was, starring Richard Gere, Edward Norton, Laura Linney, John Mahoney, Alfred Woodard, Francis McDormand, Terry O'Quinn, Andre Brower, Stephen Bauer, Tony Plana, Stanley Anderson, Moira Tierney, who is from ER. That's Terry right. O'Quinn, who's from Lost, and The Stepfather, which is a horror movie from like the 80s. He's from Lost, and John Sita, who later went on to be John Bastogne in The Pacific. The film was directed by Gregory Hoblet. And written by Stephen Schon and Steven Shagan and Ann Biderman. Based on a book of the same name, written by William Deal. Michael Chapman was the cinematographer for the film, edited by David Rosenblum, and a brilliant score from James Newton Howard. What a cast. You know, Davis, what is it with villains winning and there being a great cast around that villain? They usually do good movies. One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest was a great cast. Seven, great cast. Um Science Lambs, great cast, the three movies we've done today, Gone Girl, Usual Suspects, and now this one, all really, really, really good casts. Incredible, Davis. You said you want to talk about it. Go ahead and talk about it then. So before- set the
0: scene. Uh, oh, okay. So in Primal Fear, 1990. What were you going to say though? You said before. I was about the- to say something about Richard Gere. Oh. I'm trying to get back to the hold on. I'm okay. I'm having trouble getting back to the regular page. Okay, I got it. Okay. I got I got stuck on like a hole of trying to find what this actor was in. So in Primal Fear, you're following like a sleazy defense attorney played by Richard Gere. His whole character is that he likes like to make money. That's at first is what it seems like. Like he just cares about making money and like he doesn't care if they're guilty or innocent as long as he's making money. Exactly. Like
1: first of all, the opening monologue where he's just like basically saying how. Uh, he doesn't care about the truth he just wants to he cares about what he believes the jury will believe essentially and then later i feel monologue. like he
0: kind of contradicts it with yeah. how he's like people have rights and i believe everybody's innocent until proven guilty
1: yeah it's a little a little thin we'll certainly like get i to feel that.
0: like maybe he's self aware like he he knows he likes he he's kind of a narcissist he wants the money he wants the fame he wants to be on tv
1: he wants to be on the magazine covers which is why he's, he's doing part of the film is him following with a journalist who's trying to interview him for a story. Yeah. And so, before this,
0: I couldn't name any movies Richard Greer was in, gear, were in. I couldn't like, either, Like, he's in Pretty actually. Woman. Like, I know he's in stuff, but, like... He was really big in the an 90s. An Officer and a Gentleman, he's in that. American Gigolo. He's in Hachi, the dog story one. About the dog that waited for the dude or whatever. You know that one? I do not remember that. What? It's actually. based on a true story. Interesting. The dog... Like, the Shiba Inu that waited for his, his owner in Japan for, like... Ten years, and like every day at the train station, that he died, and he has like a statue there now. The dog. I've,
1: I've never seen the movie. It's real, so wow,
0: really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, the Archbishop of where are they at? Boston? Where are they? Chicago. Chicago. They're in Chicago. You're right. You're right. They're in Chicago. He gets brutally, very brutally, his hand.
1: Davis. That, that was a lit. Like
0: that's very unrealistic. I oh yeah,
1: right. but it doesn't matter. We were like, wh- like, so oh. we were watching. we were like, what? Megan was like, what? And we we're like. Ugh! His hand is gone, brutally murdered, brutally like whacked, and he gets then numbers carved. on him. You see,
0: uh, Aaron Stampler, played by Aaron or Edward Norton, like running away covered in blood. You're like, oh, he did it, but then he's like, I, I did, I I, counsel, I, 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 didn't, I didn't do it. There was another person in the room. Counselor, we,
1: that'd be a crazy movie. But yeah, uh, did Edward Norton do it? Is kind of like the question of the movie. And specifically, Richard Gere, the defense attorney, trying to build a case to save him. Which I while... thought the courtroom scenes were pretty solid in this. There pretty were a few points stuff. where I was
0: like, "Whoa, now!" Which they, that does but the run... quorum that they had in the court would not stand. But like, there was a few things like them bringing up precedents, then like going off to the side to talk to the judge. Like you don't see that a lot in court movies, even though he was like leaning against the jury and being
1: like. Oh, this guy. This guy. So the reason I had beef with that was because he got held in contempt. There was a lot of issues. And then, like, Laura Linney just goes off the reserve, and the judge does not stop her. Where she's like, you want to kill him. I want to kill you. And we're like, uh, wait a minute. Yeah. Pause. But what a movie, though, Davis. This movie was crazy. So I
0: I do want to explain the plot a little bit more.
1: Go ahead. Go go ahead. Take take your time.
0: So Edward Norton's character is like, there was another person in the room. And then you find out there wasn't another person in the room because- Aaron Stampler is actually Aaron Stampler and Roy uh dis- La- last name unknown. I don't know his last name. Dissociative no, no, like they they don't actually okay. ever find so out. So it's Roy last name. and then Aaron like dissociative identity disorder. However, should I go ahead and
1: Well, so essentially there's there's a lot of hinting to that. So I wish I when I had seen this movie I did not know that it was a movie where the villain won, 'cause cuz that's how I found out about it was looking it up. Had man. you ever seen the indie monologue before? No, actually. I had seen it quite a few times. Oh, man, I had not. I don't know how. I, so I saw the scene in the courtroom when he starts choking out Laura Lenny and I'm like, what? I mean, that scene was crazy. So going in, the moment he says, I lost time, I'm like, oh, DID. Definitely. Which in this one they call it multiple personality disorder. It's lately been changed to disassociative identity disorder to help the connotation because a lot of people when they hear multiple personality, they think there's like, it's like split when in reality it's, not as, in movies, it is that concrete. In reality, not so, which is why it has the new name. We're going to refer to it as DID for the episode, like you just did, Davis. And specifically, I knew that, and I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to see how this happens. And then when Frances McDormand is messing around, which she's so good at this movie. Yeah. Love Frances McDormand, by the way. Nomadland. Great Land. Actor. Gra- Great, great movie, by the way. Love Nomadland. Um... And just seeing that I was waiting for it to happen, but even then I was still shocked by how it all unfolded. So go ahead with the twist, David Davis. My fault. Give it to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so it turns out at the end, like Rich, like they get him off for insanity because he like flips out in the courtroom, Roy comes out, Laura Lenny provokes or like Richard Gere provokes Roy to come out and then he kinda like sicks him on Laura Lenny in a way. Like Laura Lenny exactly. like kinda does her she's like, Hell, I'd kill him or whatever. And then Roy
1: like where you think you're going? And he jumps over and he like chokes her out because it's a great play by Richard Gere's character because he knows that Laura Linney's character will go after yeah um, Aaron and provoke Roy as it were because there this I love how the whole case unfolds especially with the tape which uh, uncomfortable mm-hmm. uncomfortable so for those who are thinking about watching it it is a very uncomfortable film and there is a subplot with. The archbishop who was murdered, who the reason we learned that Aaron slash Roy killed the archbishop is because the archbishop was using some of his altar boys and a girl to direct certain disgusting videos to, quote, get rid of his demons or get rid of the devil from him, whatever. Lies, essentially. It was because he was a creep. Mm -hmm. And anyway. So Richard Gere is going to talk to him. He's
0: like, well, we got you off. They'll probably let you go soon because you go to the hospital and they'll, they'll treat you. And and then you find out there is no Roy. Edward Norton's character, Ann Stampler,
1: is just crazy. And he was
0: manipulating everyone the so, whole time. But
1: it's so perfect because he, he goes with it. He goes along with it. He's like, I lost time. I don't remember what happened in the courtroom, whatever. He goes along with it. He goes along with it. Gear walks away and he says, tell Miss Venable I'm sorry about her neck. Mm-hmm. And we're all like. And then like, Richard Gere stopped dead in his trap. He's like, What did you say? And he's like, oh, Geely, I was, I was, gl- you know, I'm, I'm glad you well, figured it out. Well, good
0: for you, Marty. I was going, I was going to let it go at that. He was looking so happy just now. I'm not going to do the whole thing.
1: But then he basically says he wanted to tell him so he could prove that there was no error and there's just Roy. Yes. Wow. What? It, this twist is crazy. Just, oh my God. And there's gosh. The, scene, the scene
0: of him like. In the, in the bars yelling at him. He's like, we make a good team, don't we, Marty? Yeah, We come back. Edward Norton. Oh, come on. Don't be like that. We did it, man. We did it. We're we, a great team, you and me. We did
1: it, man. So Edward Norton, he received 18 nominations during the year year's performance, ranging from a simple Best Supporting Actor to Best Villain and Most Promising Actor. He won a Golden Globe and was nominated for an Oscars performance but did not win. I wonder who won. Wait, who won that? Let, let, let me look it up right now.
0: I'm, I want to see how old he was. Nineteen ninety-six is when this came out. He was born in sixty-nine, so he was like twenty-seven. Really? See, I think Edward that, Norton is a lot older than I, I thought. I think I did that. Yeah, he was twenty-seven.
1: That's what that that, that is definitely. And correct, he did American
0: now. History X two years after this, and then Fight Club three years after. Prime and World American Year.
1: History X is an incredible film. I by still the haven't way. seen it. Really? I
0: mean, <gasps> my Davis, fault. My fault.
1: It, oh, okay, okay, okay. He lost to Cuba Gooding Jr. for Jerry Maguire. Huh? What do you mean? Huh? Is is what, should Cuba Gooding Jr. have won that? Not over this
0: dude. Did you yeah. watch Edward Norton? Yeah, I haven't seen. Uh, what you call it though? Jerry um, Maguire. Few- show me the money. Show
1: me the money. I feel like uh, that movie wouldn't hold up. Probably not, Davis.
0: Would not hold not.
1: up. On Rotten Tomatoes, this film has a 77% with four, with 47 reviews. Metacritic, a little harsher, 46 out of 100 rating, and a B-plus by CinemaScore. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times awarded Primal Fear 3.5 stars out of 4, saying the plot is as good as a crime procedurals get, but the movie is really better than its plot because of the three-dimensional characters. Yeah. He gives Gears points. He described Gears' performance as one of the best of his career, praised Lenny for rising above what might have been a stock character, and applauded Norton for offering a completely convincing portrayal. Norton is superb in I this movie. If you say this is Edward Norton's best performance, I think you might be right. If you've seen American History X, you might disagree. I haven't seen it. It's a that, that's a brilliant film in its in its own right as well. I you know I liked a lot of this movie, but man, there were some parts I really didn't like. I think you could. I hated out- the whole subplot between. Gear and Lenny's characters. I was going to say, like after the courtroom, Come scene work where, for me. After the courtroom scene where she almost broke her neck, and it turns into their romance rather than just talking about what the heck just happened. I was like, nobody cares about this. Yeah, I think that could have definitely. It was like a mo- it, it honestly felt like the studio made them include that because the ending of the movie doesn't even involve her. She's done after that scene. Do you know what I mean? I also think the scenes with the reporter. Could have been cut down. I agree, and I think Martin Vale—that's Gears' character. His characterization and character development is very rushed throughout. He like goes from being scummy lawyer to like suddenly caring a lot. And I'm like, he's like, I think he's innocent. The problem is the movie. Honestly, I'll say this could lend itself from being a lot longer. Actually, I think if you cut out the Vale and Venable romance and put in more scenes between Vale and and Aaron slash Roy. I think that gives you a much better film because again, he sees him like one time, and he's like, "I think he's innocent." What? He, you saw him once, dude. Like, like this is implying that this very veteran defense attorney has just not, like, what he just hasn't ever, ever dealt with that before. Like, he's never seen a, a, a person who seemed innocent. You know what I mean, Davis? Mm-hmm.
0: I do the subplot of, of where like Shaughnessy or whatever, um. Was like he he killed the guy that was gonna come on the stand for Vale. I kind of liked it, but I feel like it maybe did like when he like got revenge by calling Shaughnessy up. Did that need to be there? Like that was a good scene. I I liked I liked that I like
1: that sub. I think without that, there's not a lot of depth to the conspiracy, and the film would have felt a lot thinner because I think that's the payoff to a lot of the conspiracy talk that goes through on throughout the movie. Whether or not it belongs there. That's another question entirely, but I think it works well enough, mm-hmm. personally, because I think, again, without that conspiracy, without believing that it's more than just a murder, there's not a lot there, especially because, again, it is a pretty simple plot. I said that in the nicest way possible. It just kind of is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just,
0: I mean, like, the one. if you watch, if you, the only thing you should take away from this movie is how phenomenal Edward Norton is. I would agree with that 100%. It's just masterclass performance from Edward Norton
1: here. His accent—I think his accent is actually pretty good. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's 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 very on the campy side, but he's playing a cartoony villain from in its car- own right. From Kentucky. From Kentucky, all the way up in Chicago. I didn't know why he came all the way up to Chicago. Maybe maybe don't don't do that. Maybe but he's crazy. That's true. He is crazy. I just I really 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 enjoyed it. Yeah, I big, thought it was fun. Big thumbs up for me. Uh, yeah, it was enjoyable okay, gave again. It four it, stars. It, Mm, did I give four stars? I think you did. Yeah. Yo, I think you gave it five. No, 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 no. My five stars is reserved for only fifteen movies.
0: Uh you gave it four stars. I gave it four stars. I if honestly I say,
1: do you want to hear what do you want to hear my review? Go ahead, Davis. Germa
0: could have been Edward Norton's character, is what I said. Germa? If you don't know Germa, you don't know him, but uh it's true.
1: Okay, fair enough. Fair fair enough, Davis. Honestly, that's why I don't like the letterbox system, because if I could give it a I would give it like a three point Eight mm-hmm. out of five kind of thing, because like it's good. Appropriate on IMDb, it gets about a seven point two, I think. Wait, actually, I think it's got a seven point six, which is a three point eight. So okay. look at that, we're, we were right on it. Because I I just think that it's it has a lot of great elements, Edward Norton among them. But again, the romance subplot is lacking, and I think the courtroom rules just totally flipping. Because again. Like There's a lot of, hey, you have to follow the rules, sir, but then it's also like Alfred Alfred Woodard's drinking on the job, and I'm like, well, what's going on there? don't really know about that one, but it has a lot of great, great moments. And again, the cast is top tier, Davis. Now, on to any final— Well, why don't we rank these three movies where the villain won? I'm going to go Primal Fear, Gone Girl, Usual Suspects. And which one had the best twist at the end of those three, Davis? I think Gone Girl. I don't know. Primal Fear is pretty good. Like Gone Girl, I don't know. I didn't know going into Gone Girl. So I'm gonna say Gone Girl. If I didn't know going into with Fear, I think I'd be able to accurately rate it. But once I knew that he won, some, I was like, okay. I thought the D.I.D. was pretty, pretty on. I I expected that. I didn't expect that twist though. But I think Gone Girl just madness. I'm gonna give it gun to Gone Girl. Excellent, excellent, Davis. Now, what have you been watching or reading lately outside of outside of uh, the podcast stuff? What have been watching or reading? Um,
0: I was I was reading this book on. It was called The Origins of Political Order. Ooh. I haven't gotten very far in it. It was interesting, and I've still been kind of stuck on that Camus book that I was reading. But other than that, I don't think I've been doing reading much.
1: No watching either?
0: Have I watched anything? Probably Seinfeld.
1: (laughs) Um, Some Impractical Jokers. That's so good. Love and practical jokes. They're so it's.
0: I. I. It's like you. You watch one and then you just. They just. The, the problem is I get, watch s- I have
1: such bad secondhand embarrassment sometimes I can't. Like hit, yeah, I do too. Like I but agree. like the Mur one where he had to do the interview with Danica McKellar, his celebrity crush, all oiled up. That was one of the funniest things the, I think I've ever seen. The one. One of the ones that's hard to watch. I remember is. Uh,
0: when Sal has to, like, sit in the book reading and his phone keeps going,
1: whose phone is ringing?
0: Mine. Mine. <laughs> and he can't turn it off. And then he has to go up there and read from a book. And everybody's like, oh, my God.
1: That guy. That, that was a really good one as well. <laughs> whose phone is ringing? Mine. Mine.
0: mine. mine. Oh, classic. Brilliant. That's
1: a funny one. Great. I have started watching The Walking Dead again. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with well, you? Well, okay. Man? So the thing is, Dave, is I- Carl! Much- Carl, Carl, Carl! This, What's in the box, Carl? It's funny because like that, like he rarely says his name like that, but like the first few times he yells out "Carl," it sounds exactly like the imperson the Impression. Carl, it's so so good, Davis. But the thing is, first of all, The Walking Dead's a good show. I, I mean, yeah. And secondly, it's like Seinfeld with with school okay, and you work win. and you stuff. Win. Yeah. You you need a show yeah, just, that you, you can turn on, on while you're eating and doing laundry. You don't have to totally pay because yeah, to, like, agree. most of the shows I want to watch, I want to mi- I want to see every detail. And with those, I'm having to look away. But I've seen seasons one through eight of The Walking Dead, so I know what I'm getting into, and I really like it too. Like the first five seasons of that show are really really. Second good Second one,
0: I remember not being like when I was when I was a kid. Like I was like, oh, this is good. But then when like look back, I something like, this.
1: I think you'd like it. Honestly, I think you'd like season two better when you were a adult. The one now. around the barn. Yeah.
0: I think it, it I think I was like when like the writers'
1: it. strike was happening
0: or something. That's true. It? So it kind of it does go a little Speaking of Strikes, I watched an interesting video today. Here's something that I've watched. Oh. oh. It was about um VFX artists in uh Hollywood and how they've been overworked. We've kinda of talked about this before. We have. But the big thing that came from it and I think the big thing that VFX artists should take away from it is that they should unionize. Think about that. It's probably
1: a great the writers idea.
0: unionized. The actors unionized, the directors unionized.
1: The, the thing is, it was never a big enough thing to become a union because it was never a big enough industry. But in the last 15 years, it's just exploded. You know yes. what I mean? Because think about um like Weta, right, was one of the original like first big special effects corporations. They did a lot of it for everybody. And then you know Stan, Stan Winston, the the um practical effects guy for Terminator, he did so many movies because he was the guy. Mm-hmm. There were so often just a few people that were so good and so reliable. There was well, never there such was... constraint. But nowadays, since you can Well Marvel uses like twenty-five studios
0: per movie. Now.
1: No, I know because again, it's now it's nowadays it's it's be it's it used to be like four. Technology's expanded, you can do it uh, and it's also Not to say it's a lot easier to become a VFX artist, but you don't have to be such an expert like 20 years ago when you were at the forefront of an industry. You know what I mean? Another
0: interesting thing from the video was an anecdote about, and this happens more often than you would think, when Life of Pi was being made by Ang Lee, which I kind of enjoy that movie, I'll admit. I know you don't.
1: When I was a kid, I only saw it once when I was like 11, so maybe I need to give it a second
0: shot. I I think it's all right. Like, it's it's not the best, but, like, I enjoyed watching it. I watched it with my grandma recently. That sounds fun. Um, But... So like during the, some somehow during the movie, Richard Parker, which is the tiger in it, Ang Lee was like, "We got to change the tiger," which is like it's not an easy fix. You have to change so much. Right. If after when you're that far in development, like you have to change so many things, and because of that, uh, the people that like had to pay for that were the VFX group, and they went out of business because of that because they weren't paid, and they after that movie came out and made a ton of movie money, they went out of business. And when, when Life of Pi won the Oscar, if you watch the speech, they start to go, because there was a there was VFX artists outside the Oscars protesting when that happened.
1: Holy and cow. And when, when
0: they won, like the people that went out there to accept it that worked on Life of Pi, they tried to be like, hey, this group went out of the business. We should shine a light on this. And they cut off their mic.
1: Oh, yeah. But here it is on Wikipedia. I'm going to have to read this later. Holy cow. It's really interesting. Wow, Davis. That is yeah. very interesting. It's from 2013. Wow. Very interesting. Very wow. poignant. Indeed it is. Also, for a few more things that I've been watching, Sutton has started watching uh, Community, which is a good, good hilarious. show. They're making a movie now. They're making a movie, six seasons in a movie. That that show's really, really funny. It is. And then, one last thing we found last Sunday on Paramount Plus we were, we were going to watch SpongeBob because Megan has not seen a lot of SpongeBob, mm-hmm. and Sutton and I, we make way too many SpongeBob related jokes. We had to watch them. And we discovered on Paramount Plus a 10 episode series called SpongeBob DocuPants. Oh, I know about where, that. Yeah. It's a like it's, it's a, like a documentary, documentary on yeah. the on the careers. It's so so funny. I also saw you were watching Camp Coral. That was not me. Who was who was? How'd you?
0: Sh- I have your Paramount. Davis has all my. Account. And I could uh. not get it. I could not log on on my TV. It was annoying.
1: That's tough. Uh, I have no idea who watched Camp Coral, but I actually threatened to delete the app at the side of that because then when we clicked on the Watch SpongeBob, we got an ad for Camp Coral, and we were so upset. Steven
0: Hillenberg's rolling in his grave.
1: Unfortunately, he is because that he said, "Don't make anything after I die." Or something like that, right? Well, he did, he he didn't specifically say that he did not want the show to continue, period. But he specifically, I believe, did say he didn't want it to get spinoffs. Because if you watch, if you watch the series as it's constructed, the first. Five seasons. We're gonna get into a SpongeBob lore right now. If you just, just so I you know. wasn't allowed to watch SpongeBob as a kid. That's sad. But I've seen a lot of the great, best great episodes. show. Like I, s-
0: I know a lot of the classic episodes because I've watched it. They've anyway. got some
1: great ones. The first five seasons of that show might be one of the best cartoons I've ever seen. Honestly, it's, it's just so funny. It's so good. It's, it's so, so absurd. Like, the way it works, it's honestly five seasons of just Seinfeld esque episodes where it's not none of it's really connected. It's all just an ep- it's an episode about nothing essentially over and over kid and over. Seinfeld. You one could say. And in the movie. Kind of actually moves the plot forward once, and then it ends, and that was kind of supposed to be it for Hillenberg and the gang. And instead, it kept going, and it had some good moments here and there. The Atlantis Square Pantus, um, like movie episode was really fun, but it was never as good as the first five seasons. The 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 one quote that always sticks with me because Jack used to say it a
0: lot. I mean, he probably still does. The fly, the fly of despair. That one. I
1: don't even remember. That's that. when
0: that's when they're on the flying Dutchman, and they, he keeps throwing Squibbert into the fly of despair. Oh. And then every time Sp- SpongeBob and Patrick jump off, he just teleports them back, and Squibbert goes like, "How come every time I try to leave, I get the fly of despair, but every time they get, or they get like the the welcome wagon or something."
1: Jack could do it if you he were here. That's a, that's Jack's going to listen to this, and he's going to get text me. That's a very, very funny episode when they do their pirate cries. and He's like, oh, and then SpongeBob's just laughing, and then Petra's like, classic. That's a great episode. Love SpongeBob. You SpongeBob blind Dutchman? Jack Ruby. From JFK. The guy who played Jack Ruby? Yeah. It's like
0: Brian Doyle Murray or something
1: like that. Wow. That's quite a resume. You can hear it in his voice. He also voices Captain Knuckles. I love Knuckles.
0: Yeah, Kevin Knuckles.
1: Hey, there we go, there we go. I'm, I'm gonna read into so much lore after this episode. I'm very excited. So, dudes, that's what we've been watching. But now it's time for the Ministry of Truth. Dun dun dun.
0: Today's Ministry of Truth is brought to you by Marvel. <laughs> I'm
1: just we have actually, it's a two parter. Honestly, we yeah. got part one, Davis. I know you got this. The MCUfication of Lord of the Rings, Davis. Give us the rundown. Give us your thoughts. I know you've got some great ones. So I was
0: on Twitter, as as you do. I love Twitter's pretty fun. Twitter is hilarious. Like I like I'm on Twitter more than Instagram now because Twitter's actually funny. I Instagram's agree. Instagram's just kind of boring now. That's yeah. But I saw this tweet where it was like uh, Netflix proposed to the Tolkien family. HBO. That, wait no wait. Oh no, wait, it was Netflix. There was a Netflix. So the one I the one I sent you was Netflix. They proposed to the Tolkien like. uh estate is the right word, um, that they make like a Marvel-esque version of Lord of the Rings, and they were just appalled at the idea, which I would be too. Just like they make like spinoff shows for Gandalf, and like, oh my God, it would have been terrible.
1: So they pitched it. HBO and Netflix both made pitches to um, the to the Tolkien estate before Amazon got, landed the rights, it took a Marvel approach that freaked out the estate, according to the Hollywood Reporter. HBO also pitched uh, the estate on a TV series, essentially remaking the film trilogy, which they said no to. That why would you do that? Including a Gandalf show and an Aragorn oh series. My God, this is so like this is what Marvel's done. This is what Disney has
0: done to media. Wow, <laughs> everybody's jumping. Everybody's jumping for the like the hot. Um, Oh, what's the word? Um, um, properties, like the ones that can make money, and they're trying to make like so many shows, so many spinoff shows to explain. Oh, more lore that you don't need, but now you feel like you people feel like they do need it because Marvel gives it all to them. And but I don't know every single thing about this character. I don't know how they got their name. I don't know where they why they hold that staff like that. That's we why. I don't, that's why. Show that's about. why I don't like Solo. <laughs> I was about to. My name is uh, Han. I'm by myself,
1: solo, and here's why I have why this why I wear this shirt. This is a litmus test for Jack when he texts me, "Hey, I like solo." Later on, this is why I wear these shoes. Okay, okay. So Netflix. Imagine
0: if they made like. Go ahead, Davis. Imagine if they made an origin story for me, where they're like, "Why does
1: Davis wear those glasses? (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Like, why do you need to know that?" (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's why why Davis' hair is curly. Why does Davis wear that shirt? Episode one Davis walks in thrift store, picks up shirt, walks out. Yeah, I like this. Episode one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Why does Davis quote Simon all the time? Episode of you and Jack just sitting on the couch watching an episode. Oh, this is a good episode. (laughs) That's what I'd like to know about it. Oh, it's a good quote. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) This is a good quote. That's from the Jiffy Park.
1: I uh, know, Davis, I that's I, what i
0: would like to know oh about goodness. it. So here, well, like, no no that's actually the, the muffin top one. Top of as, the Muffin D. As you. the
1: stores goes, Netflix took that approach and the Tolkien Estate was freaked out. HBO Max just wanted to retell, but apparently, according to the Hollywood reporter, the Tolkien family did not want to rehash good. the familiar territory. Shout out also, for what it's worth, the Tolkien Estate had a rocky relationship with the lore itself. They were very upset with the actual original trilogy, according to one report from I believe Tolkien's son. Let me let me look this up if I can. Can you give me a second, Davis? Why you you got any more thoughts on this? Mm, um I don't like Disney. How about that? So, okay. Here it is right now. Um I'm looking at it. Let's see, where is it? You find Come it? On. No. There was apparently an issue with the Tolkien estate because one of Tolkien's children who I believe was in charge of it, I can't find his name on here. They were not happy with the uh the Peter Jackson trilogy because apparently they dumbed it down the series to an action trilogy for 15 to 25 year olds. But I think those movies are awesome by the way. I don't feel like it is an act- I mean like it's action oriented but like it tells I guess I haven't read the books. It's Christopher Tolkien, that was his name, son of JRR Tolkien. Has passions is like for Peter, of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy, according to an article in Screen Rant, and dubbed into a few things like that, among other, other things. Let me see if I can get you the quote, fifteen to twenty-five. No, give me, give me that. Okay. Oh, wait. So, to- so in in speaking to Lamont back, he launched a stinging criticism. Tolkien has become a monster, devoured by his own popularity and absorbed into the absurdity of our time. The chasm between the beauty and seriousness of the work and what it has become has overwhelmed me. The commercialization has reduced the aesthetic and philo- philosophical impact of the creation to nothing. There was only one solution for me to turn my head away. They eviscerated the book by making it an action movie for young people aged fifteen to twenty-five. Now. In fairness, I don't really entirely disagree with all that. You think the original trilogy
0: is that? No, I mean like just that's his, what he's talking just about. Just talking about the commercialization of it. Like <laughs> I don't disagree with that, but I he's think. talking about the original trilogy specifically. I know, though. I know. Right. I, I I love those movies. They're great movies, but like I think I feel like if you, I mean I've not read the books. I don't myself. know if I really disagree with what he's saying. That's I don't know if I just dis- I don't know if I agree with the action part, but like I
1: could see how Hollywood would do that. It, it, and it, it does it, that now it, all the it time. Does, it does that with quite a few of IPs and topics there. But, yeah, this is the MCUification. This brings us to a second point, Dave. unless you have any final thoughts on mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. This relates to a conversation we actually had in the bullpen about She-Hulk. So She-Hulk, as you know, out on Disney Plus right now, very controversial for a lot of the wrong reasons because a lot of incels are mad that the, the, the show has memes about the incels themselves. But, you know, maybe just don't be an incel. Anyway. I agree. Um... One of the one of the big shifts that Marvel Marvel has had a huge effect on not just the industry, but film discourse. And I think that's where you and I see a lot of it more than anything. Because we're not in the industry. We can't really say. We also, with studios like studios like A24, can find the movies we're still looking for, even if they're not as mainstream as they once were. Either way, that that aside, discourse has changed drastically over the last 10 years so far, to the point where now the term taking something seriously means something totally different from 10 years ago. Because now, if you say anything negative about She-Hulk or about the the series, they'll say, oh, you're not supposed to be... You're taking it seriously. It's a comedy. Davis, when oh did God. taking it seriously mean criticism? Because I'll say this right now, Davis. You know I love some stupid movies. We've talked about this at length. He does love some stupid Armageddon, movies. Armageddon, the Sharknado movies. I do love them. They're hilarious. But I also... Can be critical of the last movie in that series because it's awful, by the way. It is it is actually bad by comparison to the previous installments, and that doesn't mean that oh I'm taking it seriously. I'm enjoying it, but you can recognize when there are criticism. Just because something is a comedy does not mean it's immune to flaw, and it, there are bad comedies out there all the time. Sherlock, the uh, Holmes and Watson. Yeah, bad comedy. There like some other ones. Like what do you what do you think has caused this and why... like. Which is, what What are your thoughts on this? Because this, this conversation in the bullpen made me think about it. Because I was like, when did criticism become taking something seriously? I don't know if I can point to one thing that caused,
0: I feel like maybe in, the internet, in a way. <laughs> in a way. I'm trying, like, I feel like, I don't want to blame it all on Marvel, which I do a lot. So, like, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Like it's it's an issue. I feel like I feel like you should be allowed to criticize anything, for for any for if it has a criticism, a valid criticism. Like, just like I don't know. I I really I I can't even formulate the words to. You're, I know you're frustrated by it. I can
1: see it. Yeah. Because like you 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 faced a like lot long, with yeah. Thor. Because oh la, the great thing with Thor is oh it's a comedy. It's not meant to be taken that seriously. I feel like <clears throat> maybe we're just on Twitter too much. Could be. I mean, Davis. I, I, Davis. I heard the conversation in Weagle Is why. I oh, that, it did someone say that here? Somebody, somebody said, "Oh, you're, it's you're, it's not supposed to take it seriously," is what they said, and I was like, Uh-oh. "Oh." <laughs> I didn't know you. I didn't know you meant That's you heard I, it that, in person. No, I, I, they were having a discussion. I swear, I heard that, and it just like. I don't remember honestly. Yeah. I wasn't. I was like on my phone. And I just overheard it, and I was like, I would have you know, like my head would have gone up and be like, it was <laughs> what? It was in the bullpen. I turn it into I, a Terminator. I, if I heard who, that because they were talking about Shield, and I was like, oh, it's coming. It's not that serious or whatever. I'm like, that's not the point. Like Seinfeld is not that serious, but Seinfeld's awesome. It, that,
0: but there are terrible episodes of Seinfeld. The Maid, not a good episode. SpongeBob, first Puerto last, Rican Day, not a good episode. Just
1: like we talked about SpongeBob. SpongeBob is the least serious show I think I've ever seen, as are most cartoons. But it's still a. It's still good. It's, good. it's much better but than Camp Coral. There's bad episodes too. Too. There is. And it's like I don't it's just so annoying cuz like like when that just is honestly to me it is a very condescending reply to criticism is oh you're just taking it seriously. No. I feel like no. You're, you sh- you you take every you should be you should take everything seriously.
0: Like yes. Not like not like in a grim manner. You're not supposed to be like this isn't funny.
1: Yeah, and, and but like uh, you're and, like you watch it, and you're just not... I don't. I, and obviously, there is a how difference... How do you not take
0: something serious There is a
1: difference between Seven and Seinfeld, or Seven and, an, and a Will Ferrell comedy that we will never compare because those movies are not the same. Yeah. But I think the problem is that when Marvel toes the line on its genre because it tries to be every genre at once. I think we'd, we've said that before. It tries to be an action movie. It tries to be really serious. Sometimes it also tries to be really funny. It tries to be everything. And its fan base is accustomed to that, and its defenders are accustomed to that. But more importantly, I think just... Like, that's not taking it seriously if you're being critical. Again, you can be critical of stuff that's funny. Like you just said, Davis, big Seinfeld guy over here. Seinfeld's an amazing show. Not bad episodes.
0: Some of the best episodes of a TV show I've ever watched. But and like, some of the worst, too. Some t- I don't know about okay, of but it. but some like, really yeah, it's, the worst Seinfeld episodes probably are better than some of like that's the, fair, but, but still like, the maid is not a good episode. You can acknowledge and you can acknowledge not that like a lot of there's like maybe two, few good there's a few good jokes in it still, but like it's not good.
1: And Seinfeld is a show historically about nothing.
0: Yes, and, and you then can like, still take it even n- watching like good episodes sometimes like Jerry's line reads aren't good because he's not that good of an actor, and you can be like eh, line read wasn't that great, but it's still funny. You can
1: criticize it and still enjoy something as well. I, I agree 100%. I think it's just the fact that... I didn't enjoy Thor, though. No, you but did not. But I will criticize it. No, you... Uh, not, not many people did enjoy Thor, Davis, so I think it's... Oh, oh I, w- I kind of wish I could see it in theaters again. Maybe it'll get a like, re-release. No, like, because I saw it with maybe Chris. We can, maybe we can trick Marvel into releasing <laughs> it like Morbius.
0: I saw it with Chris, and it was pretty... It was fun seeing it with Chris, but it was not good. And then Chris at the end went, good
1: for her. <laughs> he did. Okay, that that's pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, uh, anything else, Alex? Uh... Not anything else. I actually forgot to get trivia this week, but it's fine. We we, we took a two week. Uh, maybe I
0: can come up with one. Um, it's a, We're going to be doing MCU next week. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think of a Marvel one right
1: now. Um, 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 Gosh. How long in total time is Phase 2 of the MCU? We've said it on the podcast before. That'll work. Okay,
0: Yeah, that's it. That's our that's trivia. There we go. That, that is I'm ready to get out of here.
1: Any final thoughts, Davis? I
0: um, y'all hope you all have a good night. Don't like bad guys, I'll,
1: I'll say that as well. Thanks to everyone for tuning in to another episode of Through the Lens, our first and a somewhat, somewhat spooky season. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts on any of the wild and somewhat scary films that we discussed today, you can reach out to the show directly by following us on Instagram at through the lens weagle. That's through underscore the underscore lens underscore W E G L. We'll be back next week. With a special guest, the host of Beat Drop, WWEGL, and Weagle's program director, Logan Hurston, as we struggle to get through phase two of the MCU. This is Alex Houston, alongside my co-host, Color Man, and broadcast partner for seven and a half years now, Davis Carroll, signing off, and we will talk again with you next week.